Rolling Dice and Taking Names is sponsored by The Broken Token, creator of high-quality gaming accessories and storage solutions. Visit them online at thebrokentoken.com. On this episode of RDTN, Rodney Smith from Watch It Play joins us as we do our daily recordings from the hotel room at Gen Con 2018. Plus a super special interview with actor Joe Manganiello. And welcome to another episode of Rolling Dice and Taking Names. This is episode 150, Working for a Living, and we are here live at Gen Con 2018 for our daily coverage of Gen Con, along with myself, Marty. Tony. And... Rodney Smith. That's right. I'm back Rod- again. Rodney <laughs> is back to join us again this year. Uh, Rodney did such a great job last year doing our little daily overview views of what we uh, saw and did at Gen Con and people loved it and Rodney agreed to come back and do it again so Rodney thank you so much for coming back well thank you I mean to be clear I, I, I am in the room with you. We are in the hotel room. I am the only option. <laughs> no, it's the fact that you don't get to go to bed. You record something. I'm not going to go to sleep. Fair enough. You want, you want to go to sleep? Okay, you got to record for a little bit. If not, we can that's, keep this up all that's night. That's fine. You guys are good roommates. I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to talk. I'm really excited about Gen Con this year in a way I think. I, not that I dislike Gen Con. I love Gen Con. But it's a busy convention. And this time it's different for me because I'm going to be staying in one booth the whole time. I've never been in just a booth. And what booth number is that? I couldn't it's tell. I couldn't one, find it anywhere. It's one four four nine, which is Board Game Geek booth. Because if people don't know, I joined forces with them recently, and so at conventions, I'm doing more work with them more directly. So, so. you're working for a living. I'm working for a Tony, living. Tony, I see what you did. <laughs> Very good, Tony. <Ta-da! laughs> and not not only that, but we had a lot of meetings today. Yes, which means we are working for a podcast. We're working for a living. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, working on on Wednesday when Gen Con hasn't even started no, it yet. Hasn't even st- you're saying live from Gen Con. It really hasn't started. It's a setup day today, it's setup kind day. of, right? And uh, this this by far was one of my favorite because I did. I got to go help Ignacy at his portal booth do setup. Right. And so that was for me the reason for the title of the song, Working for a Living. It was probably a very rewarding day for me just for doing well, that. Well, it was still, it was it was fun. So these people who set up booths all the time, it's like, oh, setting up booths. Tony and I are on hands or knees on the floor and we're putting down the little gridded uh, padding on yes, the floor. Yeah, right. And he and I are like, Putting up the pads and Ignacy and Mary's like, wow, well, what are they doing? It's like, hand us another pad, let's do it. We're putting them all <laughs> you guys down. Are fired up. Yeah. Okay. And they had three pallets of detective, yes. six hundred and fifty copies of detective they brought to the show. Does that we- seem like a lot to you? Yeah. Yes. It is when you're opening all those boxes. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean the work you were doing. I mean, do you think that's gonna sell out? Do you think yes. it'll sell out? Yes. I do think you- it will. I think it Do will. You? Okay, then I'm the skeptical one. Yeah, you're a little... The 250 oh. were pre-ordered. That's something we can report back on once we see yes. what happens over there. So 250 were days. pre-ordered. That means 400 need to be sold at the show from okay. walk-ups. Okay, yeah. That's going. He's uh, well, what else? What else is he releasing here? That's what the main. Well, there's well, nothing, but there's, there's thousands there's, of other things. There's a lot of things being released. Right? I understand so, that, yeah. but from the portal and the you know, oh, uh, all these random. Here's you know, detective. You've heard the uh, buzz about it, the hype. I mean, the, you, we think, covered it last time. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's got good buzz, but I think also on the heels of First Martians, which you know, people found the rulebook a little complicated or whatever. This will. This doesn't have that barrier to entry. And I think there has been some good reports on it. I think it will go. I you think know, it will, so. I think First Martians would have been a lot better if there was a video by you from it. 
How dare you? <laughs> I what? did that video. There you did? Was. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> this is awkward. This is kind of well, awkward in the room. Okay. I, there's, no, there's still time to change the room. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I believe it was I know your, he did it. It was your yes. longest video, it, right? It was, yes. I think it was close to if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was one of the big ones. But yeah. you've also done Detective, which yeah. is a reasonable 22 yeah, 20, minutes. 20, 22 minutes. Yeah. So that tells you it's just an easier game to learn and pick up. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's unique. It's quite unique, too. But, but watching the, your rules video on First Martian versus the playthrough that you and Pep did, right. I learned more from that. From the playthrough, seeing it in action. Yes. Seeing it in yeah, action. It's yeah. always a it great way to learn that. a yeah. game. Yeah. So what? I fell one time. Let's, let's reset. Do it again. That's why I like coming on this show. All these great compliments. I, I really need to come on more often. <laughs> I, take yeah, a, I take a shot, and then I compliment. <laughs> you do, you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and since we've uh, recorded, I actually got to play Detective with my family. Right. They went crazy. Oh, they liked it. So Good. they liked the initial idea of it. So I, me, my wife, Vanessa, uh, Adam, and uh, Travis all sat down and played. I ordered pizza. Yeah. We had like pizza in there. How I long got, did it take you to order I that pizza? I got donuts. I, this was a lot easier. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, that was a whole story at Dice Tower Con. Um, and then I got donuts. So we had donuts and pizza. Yeah, like we had investigators. A, yeah, we had like a little 27-inch <laughs> monitor with a laptop plugged into it so we could Very see cool. the, the databases we played. After we were done, they were like, that was amazing. I mean, they were like, I'm ready to play case two because I want to see what else happens. That's really because it's, it's an investment of time. How long did it take you guys to, to two, play? Two and a half hours. Oh, two and a half hours. It, was, it wasn't yeah, yeah. bad. We kind of yeah. moved through it pretty quick. And what's interesting is that's the second time through that case. Right. I saw things about the story that I never saw in the first time. Well, that's interesting because people do ask, what's the replayability on this game? And I think it does have some because even if you played it before, you'll discover something new. And that's what you're saying, right? Yep. You'll see things you didn't see before. Yeah, but that's enough on detective. We've, yeah, we've yeah. got to get that's moving true. on. We've, we've, we've already talked about Well, I tried to claim one because, and I swear I did not drop it, Ignacy. If you listen, I can understand what drives these guys nuts. I'm unpacking a box and I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks like the forklift guy <laughs> missed. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, and, and went, oh crap, and pulled back. And yeah, one of the boxes completely. And I said, hey, hey, Chevy, uh, I can't, I'll claim this one and no one buys it. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it was, I can see where you get to this show. And suddenly you get to your palace, and it's like, what the heck happened here? You know, right. but so I'm sure he's just glad the palace arrived. I know some years he's had yeah. trouble with that. So yeah, no, yeah. He, he was. Uh, we were there, and they were already there. Three again, three palaces. It was six boxes per box, six bo- uh, copies of Detective per right, box, right? Six hundred and fifty. Uh, uh, copies that's a lot of boxes sure is. well i mean the the each pallet was stacked above my head and i'm six two so i mean i mean it's up there i'm reaching up about eight feet pulling these boxes all right up. that's enough about the tech Let, let's move on let's talk I about wasn't what, talking about the tech. Let's, let's talk about the boxes let's talk well, about that's even more exciting let's boxes. talk about what we did next time because we got to go to maxine's to have some chicken and waffles we? Not okay. me. Well, you had to work because you're working, right. for, a I living. Was working for a living. You're <laughs> working for a living. <laughs> well, tell us about Maxine's. So, yeah. So, Tony, I, Jamie, Joel, Matt, and his buddies, and right. it's like a mile away. Oh, but yeah. we've heard great things about this. Joel said, all right, we got to go try the chicken and waffle place. Based on the way they were following Google, it's two miles, but that's yeah. okay. Anyway, so we get there, and when we walk in the place, and it immediately looks like a little hole in the wall, I say, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah. That's how a judge plays. If it's like yeah. a little hole in the wall place, it's probably good. Right. And we got the chicken and waffles, and they were pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. Everybody got the chicken and waffles, mm-hmm. and they were good. And there was some sort of uh, what were you putting on the waffles? Uh, well, there was different. There was regular waffles, yeah, uh, maple syrup. Okay, good. Oh yeah, but it's not it's not gravy. I know okay, Jamie okay. was telling me at some places put gravy. Right. Okay. That yeah, that's, that doesn't seem right to me. That's nasty. Yeah. And then uh, so, uh, but what was really cool? There was some sort of um, brown sugar butter that was on the the waffles. He enjoy, <laughs> he enjoyed that. And then you could get the orders. I mean, you could 
uh, they had a huge menu that I think they got had Ignacy write for them because it was <laughs> small, print. This, small print in this <laughs> cursive font. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a bad day for me. Uh, but anyway, I mean, you could order um, chicken tenders or chicken wings. And you can make your waffle half and half or all vanilla. So I got a strawberry half waffle and a plain waffle. Now, that was interesting. Uh, I'm not used to chicken and waffles being chicken wings. I'm used to being like a quarter, like a leg mm-hmm. and a thigh or yeah. a breast. So I'm not used to the wings thing. But anyway, so that was, that was had to get a little food thing in there. And we all want to go back again. So if you Maybe happen get to get a chance. break for lunch, let us know and we'll walk over there I and won't, do it. I won't get a break for lunch. Oh. So how are, they, how are you going to manage it? Well, they bring food to the the booth. So, really, just walk by the booth and you can give us some food? Or you could give me some food. (laughs) You could bring me some food, maybe. Okay. (laughs) So, let's see. After that, gosh, it was a busy day because we went play fusion. The best part for me was starting off this day was the cold shower. That was spectacular (laughs) in the room. Actually, mine was actually pretty warm when I got in there. Uh, mine was okay, too. Maybe you just didn't turn the dial far enough. Yeah. You they, I turned it was... all the way over. Did you? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I know how shower. to work. I, I had a good shower. Work. You had a good shower. But I'm like, oh, my. This I is was going... just, look, I was just glad to have all my clothes. Because uh, when I got here, <laughs> one piece of my luggage did not arrive with me. And I don't know if this is best case scenario or worst case scenario. You guys tell me, listeners, you tell me. All that was in that suitcase was underwear and socks. I'm going, is that the best thing to not have or the worst thing? Because if I didn't have my pants, that's a problem. I mean, you, right? can't, you, can't, go- <laughs> you can go commando. <laughs> you, but well, you can go commando. You can. So, so I, what I don't understand is you're packing. First off, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you just have a suitcase full of underwear and socks? Is that what you're yeah. normally, normally when I travel, I split my outfits so that I have pants, shirts, and underwear all in a suitcase. And then... Even when my wife and I travel and we're going on our big trip, she will put half of her clothes in my suitcase and right, I put right. half in hers. So if we lose one, mm. but it sounds that like Rodney smart. Smith might want to do a watch it packed video. <laughs> maybe maybe I shouldn't have a suitcase for each of the different types of clothes items. I, I would like think, not just yeah, have an yeah, underwear suitcase. Yeah, I, I see. That's a good. I'll consider that. That's good. Good point. I, I had a Mountie hat in there too because because during my fundraiser uh, there was a stretch goal last yeah. time. I would wear the Mountie outfit if. And when, we hit the goal. what day is that going to be? That's going to be Friday. So uh, Friday I will cool. wear that. We'll report. But what on did that you get happened. special? Oh, did I ever get a special gift? Oh, that's when right. I arrived. I got a gift. <laughs> I was not expecting this. Tony comes. He's got a, a wrapped gift for me. And what was the paper? I did that special oh, for you. Shoot. Wow, Tony, don't it left such me. an impression. It was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. It was because Jar Jar Binks. Right. Jar, Jar Jar Binks was on there, staring me in the face. So I rip it open, and it's a puzzle. It's a mounty puzzle, and I, I, I just thought that was pretty. That looks strikingly like me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially once I put the mounty outfit on, it's gonna be. That's good. I'm gonna do that puzzle. You might think I'm not, but I'm gonna do that you puzzle. Better do I'll be that puzzle. I'll be tweeting, and I'll send you some puzzles. Your wife, Christy's gonna be doing that puzzle. It's true, she is. Okay. She loves puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> I might have some help. I might enlist some help. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that we got to sit on a little, tarmac little, for a little uh, squirrel. So now squirrel. we get back to we went to play Fusion today, which is the that's people right. that do Age you of did. Sigmar Champions. They had a nice little setup to, to go and uh, demo. They had an open bar there. So they had like uh, soft drinks and cookies and snacks. They had an open bar so that you can get drinks. They wanted people to come in, uh, demo the game. A lot of people were demoing. Then we were done. They gave everybody a, a free starter deck. Hmm. Uh, to, to go Not along with, the, with a little, with a little nice little bag and stuff. Just a a great little way to kick off the game that starts on August second. We've already talked about this before, but I was just about impressed by right. their setup they did and everything. And I know uh, Jamie from Circa Ball. He played. And he said he really liked it. Mm-hmm. Everyone played it. Seemed Chaz, really. Yeah. Chaz played. All oh, Chaz liked it. liked it. So, and again, the appeal is all of us all over different parts of the country and in different countries 
can play together online. Right, when that app goes goes live. I, I was sort of a little bit annoyed with their uh, the marketing leading up to this because they were not sharing any of the gameplay, any of the rules, and all the rest of it. And it seems like they've turned that faucet on now, and they're sharing lots oh, of information. There, yeah. Sounds they, like that was a good event. So. It was a very good event. I mean, they were they stood around talked. They had people training us. They got, we got to see the mat. Now, the play mat was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, I'm Beautiful. buying one of those tomorrow. But what I don't like about it is What's that? that, you know, the various symbols on champions is that if – the champions on the icons on the champion cards. I'll get it out eventually. As <laughs> you know, it says, "Okay, if you play this symbol, you get to rotate." Right. Well, this symbol means that you have to discard a card or play an ability. None of that's on that mat. So oh, it's something. It's something else you have to look up when you're first learning the game. Wait a minute. There, it, those symbols aren't on that mat. No. Are you sure? I'm because 100%. It, came, it came in the play mat that came with the starter decks. Um, we may, he made a Z who was not Z from Dice Tower, but Z who was there. He was telling me. He says, "Yeah, when you first learn to play with the starter deck, you'll know the symbols." But we figured, why put it on this nice place oh, mat? Oh, they should have done will, that. Well, he said, "You'll know it." Because you'll have played on the you'll played it on yeah. enough, and then also yeah. once if we introduce new symbols and my this is my thing if they oh. introduce new symbols right. then this mat's obsolete kind of yeah it's missing stuff. so right. once right. again I'm like oh that's forward thinking yeah it hurts me now but later <laughs> right, in life right it'll be okay yes. <laughs> and the and the sugar cookie was so so soft. I don't have a cookie that's your problem I, I had a diet Mountain Dew I was excited about that. Yeah, I got that. And I got sweet tea from Maxine's. Oh, it was a good drink day for me. All right. So then right after that, we all hooked up together. Rodney's back in, rushed over to the CMON. They had a press event. event. Yes. Yes. Showing off not games that are here, but what's coming out. Yep. And uh, there was a lot of stuff coming out. There was a lot of stuff. And the, uh, the one that grabbed my eyes was the Grizzled Armistice. Am I pronouncing I'm right. That You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. This looks so cool. I, I'm a fan of the Grizzled. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Difficult co-op game. I like the um, the treatment of the theme, which is, you know, uh, soldiers in the, bunk, in, in the trenches. It's about the psychological aspects of warfare and such. It's not just, hey, we're a bunch of guys going to go kill some dudes. It's, it's sort of like, can we get home to peacetime mm-hmm. and be sort of together, alive and sort of also un- untraumatized by it all, right? Right. And and, mm-hmm. and this introduces a campaign system to it. Not only that, this campaign system includes miniatures of all those figures. And I think the artwork in that game is kind of quite unique, quite special. And these are that, that, it's that artwork brought to life in did, a 3D model. Did you, painted. And painted. painted. Yes, it looks really good. Did you look at the cards? They redid the artwork on the yes, cards. Yes, I looked at the cards. And, and there's like a nine-chapter campaign that comes with it. And you play through each scenario... Uh, or each chapter, and each chapter, depending on the outcome, you'll take something with you into the next one. So there's sort of like ongoing stuff. It's not legacy. There's nothing destructible. You can replay it again. Mm-hmm. And there's there's new elements added in, like um, oh, uh, soldiers that are not as trained as you are, recruits, been, recruits who've been assigned your 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 group, and you've got to deal with them because they're not they're going to kind of drag you guys down a little bit. So you got to get you know help them out through the, through the whole thing. It just looks like there's a lot of more things added in if you want a, like a slightly meatier experience in your grizzled game. And I'm with you. That was the one. Well, two stood out to me, but Grizzled Armistice was caught your eye too. Caught, caught me, caught my attention, caught my eye. I uh, wanted to actually learn how they were going to play it, how they changed it, the campaign mode. Yes, everything you said, and I was like, this, this is going to be a must. It comes out on the hundredth anniversary of the Armistice Day um, in November, right? And I think right. it's November nineteenth, and I'm probably wrong on that, so I shouldn't have said it, but I did. So Marty doesn't. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> need to worry about it, but anyway, it's, uh, it comes out. It comes on. They, they yeah. specifically are going to release it to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Armistice. Well, I'm going to be picking it up for sure. Did you see anything else that uh, 
Yes, I saw the uh, the game they've already announced, but we got to see it in person. Was the Truduang T R U D U A N G? It's like an RPG Legends, Le- Legends. Legends yeah, yeah. Uh, which is basically I think it's an RPG that's been around okay. for a while somewhere in Europe, and this is going to be kind of their legacy style game. Yes, uh, not destructible, again, not destructible but again. But they have some interesting concepts here where they have this uh, map. And uh, there's little clear sleeves on the map where you slide cards into the uh, the board. The the map board yeah, map if, is a if, board. If you've ever played Mysterium, the the Asmodee release that has the shield mm-hmm. that has the little sleeves, it's just like that. You yep. slip the cards and it holds them in place. And the idea is is that over the course of the game, you may discover a location that has this. Uh, you maybe discover an island in the ocean, and you slide a little ocean tile in that location. And then when you're done, you fold up the board and you put it away. So right. those little things will stay in place for the next time you play. But what was also cool is is that each phase of the game can change as you play the game. The third phase like might be the movement, right. but something may happen where it's also movement plus something else. Oh, it was sailing. Like the island appear. When that happened, now you can move or sail. Oh, I see. On that. Okay. So yeah. the phases change based on how the board changed. So probably could have sat there and found a lot more about it, but just from the initial concept, I thought that looked really cool. Yeah, it looked really different than anything I'd seen before because the, the things that happen in the game, the events that occur, come out and they permanently attach into the board in some way not just locations but maybe there's like a new enemy that's on the board and when you're done you just fold the board up and it saves it quote unquote right because they're all stuck in these sleeves so when you come back to play the next scenario those are persistent things so when i'm playing scenario two it might my board might look different than yours but again it's not stickered mm-hmm. it's not like you're not tearing it's not things charter up charter stone it's not, it, yeah you you can then play over again from the beginning and take different avenues into which the c rep told me he said basically this is one of those games that that they're they're holding their breath on. How will it be received? Well, yeah. you know, this is something completely and totally different. It's a kickstart with miniatures. It will be fine. <laughs> it's true. It's not that you can. That's fine. But oh, great! It's kickstart with miniatures. But you know, once it gets out in the public, and people can say, "Oh, this, yeah, no." It's it's going to do fine. It's a see mine kickstarter with gorgeous miniatures and a different idea and it's not zombie side it's not arcadia quest it's something new it is something different which is yeah. exciting but arcadia quest was there star arcadia quest in fact right well, it was a sci-fi new, version it's a sci-fi version i didn't get a good close look at it but here's yes. the key to that it's only two characters and they are building it around family this is a fa- a Younger, oh, really? younger okay. play. They've they've ta- they've streamlined it. They've made the iconography a whole lot easier to deal with, so that when you're playing it, it's an easier to enter type game, and it's something that will build up to the Arcadia Quest line. Okay. Really? So that's where I, they're going. I, I, to. It's interesting. I just thought it was going to be just the in same space. mechanics right. in space. No, it, it's not. It is a oh. completely. I think that's different. smart. I like that. I, I don't mind when they take a game already like and retheme. But I like when they make a change, and that sounds like a you know a different approach. When you say the two characters instead of oh instead of me controlling three, three I'm controlling two, true, right? Two. So it simplifies it again, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you still do the dice roll. Sure. You're still yeah. doing that. The modular board versus is still there, but you know, all in all, they they really look towards okay, how can we bring in a younger audience with this game, right? Okay, or non gamer. Yeah, I mean, when I put Arcadia Quest on the table, my daughter's like, oh, this looks fun. We played, but my wife's like. Uh, it's complicated. I'm, oh, okay, fine, whatever. A little, and, more than, a little more than what she's looking for. Right, yeah, right and then yeah. I'm looking at this. This is her theme. This is probably the right, level. Right. The icons aren't that hard. I'm like, okay, and of course. So you're backing it? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it will look good next to Arcadia Quest, Mass Mora, 
and all the rest of them that I've done, uh, in that you just sit there. You need to set now. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, CMON puts on a good event. It's a nice way for press or whatever to see some of the things in advance that are coming down the line that we can think about talking about and whatever. And for me, maybe doing a video and you guys doing podcasts. I, I was excited about, uh, finally, Eric Lang is going to release his Victorian Masterminds. Mm, that looked I, good. I got to play this uh, when he was prototyping it several years ago right. at BGGCon where I remember when I played it and he made fun of me. He said, I have never seen anybody get a score as low as what you <laughs> just got and he actually remembered that yeah, tonight and i yeah. said is that the game i played he went oh yeah in fact i used your tears from that <laughs> night to make this game you know even better than what it was I, I like this game because i like the theme because it's a steampunky game it takes yeah. place in victorian age and your goal is you're trying to build a ship but it has this really unique action selection mechanic where you have these really cool cogs that you put on a a, a location and each cog has a different character and they all have special abilities and they stack like in forbidden stars, uh, stars yeah, yeah. but instead of resolving from the top down when you're done they flip over and you resolve from that direction so the okay. first one there is actually going to get resolved first but you don't know which character it is i see it was a cool little yeah. mechanic little engine building mechanic and that's not going to be a kickstarter it's going to be released later this year so i'm looking forward to that and the production looks great miniatures of course and all game, nice components yeah. But that is a non-Kickstarter game. Starcadia Quest was a Kickstarter yeah. game. So the other games that they had there fly through real quick, which had already been talked about. Narcos, uh, they had the Wacky Racers. Okay, before we move past Wacky Racers. So that is definitely a family entry game. The models are incredible. Mm -hmm. It's pure nostalgia for me and Marty because, I mean, I think we were alive when that originally came well, out. I read the comics. I remember having comics of the Wacky Racers. Uh, but yep. then it got re-released recently. So, you know, that's out there. But it is pure family but it's also definitely towards that lighter age of trying to make it to the end while Dastardly is setting traps for you as long as you go. And I mean, it's just pure, fun, quick game. Now I can't remember if that was Kickstarter or not. I don't know either. I, I asked for each one of these and I can't remember. I, this I don't. One. I know one that is Kickstarter is Munchkin Dungeon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was there too. Gorgeous uh, miniatures. Yeah, Gorgeous uh, miniatures. The new release of Project Elite. Yes, yes, that's a that's a game that was released already by yep. Artana Games, I yes, believe it was. something like that. And they sort of partnered with Simon to put the Simon production on it. And that would be Kickstarter. Yes, I think so. It is going to be is, Kickstarter. Okay. And then Narcos, is that yeah, right? Narcos, yeah. Which is uh, based on a uh, TV, a hidden, TV, it's TV a show. Movement. It's one versus many, one person's hiding, the other person's yeah, chasing them down. And, and then, I think that one's released direct to retail. So they had some that's going to be coming straight to retail, some Kickstarters. Yeah. And Fire and Ice, the expansion oh, of yeah. uh, the Brotherhood. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Nice Watch and the Free Peoples. Yeah. yeah. Both. Yeah. So it was interesting. They weren't showing anything that's new at the show. It's stuff that's coming on later yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a nice event. Good and then speak. after that, all of us got to go and have a nice dinner with Miniature Market. That's right. At, at St. Elmo's St. Steakhouse. St. Elmo's Steakhouse. Good. Steve, good from, uh, the CEO from Miniature Market, along with Rob Orn, yeah. uh, invited us. And that was a really pleasant meal because that's the first time I, I got to sit down and talk with Steve from Miniature Market and hear his story about how he took 10 years ago just buying some miniatures and some selling Reaper them on some Rippers, Moans miniatures. And then him and his parents, yeah. Mom, Dad, I need your help selling these things. But it, he went in with a partner where his partner was going to paint them and then resell painted yep. figures. And his partner, and his partner said, I, I decided not to do it. So he said, great, I need to get rid of these figures. So they just created a little online website, Miniature Market, yep. started selling the figures. And then he was like, I had this girlfriend. He lived in Buffalo. Girlfriend went to St. Louis. He followed her there, continued his business there. Yes. And now it's based there. And he just opened a mega store 
back in May, and he's just he is just doing incredible for himself for a guy that's what 36, 38 years it was, old. It was really cool to listen to him talk about how he'd taken his business through all those steps. You know, we 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 end up with games in our collections, but hearing the story of how those games get to us ultimately through whether it's online or your brick and mortar, or whatever, hearing the kind of the behind the scenes of how those things happen, how a person makes a profitable living doing that. It was really interesting. Yeah, was, He talked cool. about uh, the whole thing. He talked about the marketing process and how he uses technology now to help get ads in front of people's eyes when they visit websites. Yeah. And uh, so it's just a lot of cool things going on behind the scenes. And it's just an interesting part of the business I never get to hear. People say, well, that sounds really boring. Well, to me, it's really interesting how he goes and he buys from distributors. How many am I going to buy? What price am I going to get it? What am I going to set the price when I sell it? Where do I store it? His retail plan for his store, he says he has hundreds of about 100 people every night in there. And he's going to open up like a, a bar right? and yeah. have an alcohol yeah. license and make even more money. And it's... <laughs> It's uh, it's it was fast. Just I a great business mind. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and Rob Oren was there, and he was really nice to talk to. Um, he's got a YouTube channel as well, Rob's uh, Tabletop World, and and does a lot of great work uh, raising money for charities and things. He paints miniatures. He does giveaways and all that. And it was really nice to because he's also uh, Miniature Marker is a sponsor of his channel as well. So, uh, yeah, it was really nice. Just a nice little break in the day after a long day of working for a living. Yeah. Very good. Thank well you. Done. Yeah. I appreciate it. And he explained to me why the FedEx does what it does. <laughs> so that's a tie back a couple of episodes yes, ago yeah, when, yeah. when I went through the various logistics of it oh, and didn't understand. Oh, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> we all uh, do. We all do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and it was very interesting just to hear that it's based on the hubs and how it's you don't see it in the tracking, but they're actually having to send it up to a hub. And I knew that. I knew I knew that FedEx uses the hubs, so it's got to go here to get to a hub, and it's based on package size. And depending on the package size, will determine which center it goes to. And these packages have to go up to this hub, and then it comes back down. And he was explaining this triangle. It was very interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of since i mean it explains the reason why right but I, i'm like you know and we knew it was logistics and we knew why it, it was occurring that way it was still funny i don't care who you are but um <laughs> but but it was very even if you work at fedex yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean we knew it and so once again but he, he explained all the shipping challenges and and the boxes i mean just the little stuff he said hey do we have enough boxes to pack all these games after our clearance sale? No! Oh. Yeah, actually, yeah, was, did you hear him say that? Yeah, he was talking about how like I had all this product to sell. That wasn't the problem. We had buyers who wanted to buy things. We had product to sell to them. And then we ran out of boxes to ship them in. You know, and that's, you, you just take, you don't think take, about it. You take that for granted. That's not going to be the bottom line. And it wasn't that. It was. And it wasn't that uh, that it was on his fault for not ordering. He was telling his, and the guy says, "I can't keep up. I'm out of your, I'm out of boxes to give you. Like, yeah. I can't sell you any more boxes. I need to go get more boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah, to make some it's more. It's a lot of moving parts to get those games on the table in front of us for us to enjoy. And it's, I do find it interesting to see the different moving wheels that they get get them to us. Yeah. yeah. But then seeing some more final products right after that, we oh, yeah. went over to the big fantasy flight event. Now, typically that's done on Friday afternoon. Right. But they did it on Wednesday. Wednesday night before the show even opened, and uh, they dropped a few bombs on us. They did. This is the in-flight report where usually like one of the heads of the company comes out and talks about how they've been doing for the year and then announces some products, right? And They skipped how they've been doing for the year. They did. They skipped the financials, yes. which I was kind of, good, let's yeah, just get to why everybody's here. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed. They got right into it. And, and normally, leading up to Gen Con, Fancy Flight Games on their website is announcing you know, every few days, here's something else that we're going to be releasing or that's outcoming. You get all those announcements up front, and this year they saved it all for the in-flight report. That made the in-flight report a lot more interesting to watch. I think the first biggest thing they announced there was 
Arkham Horror Third Edition. Was that the first sort of was, thing? That was the first yeah. uh, video they showed. Right, right. So they had a little video previews for all this stuff too. And it looks like um, they're going to streamline some things that they said. But the main thing I saw that was different was the board because it's gone. <laughs> yeah. There's no fold-out board. It's now... Uh, Tiles. Yeah, tile pieces that, that interlock together. So you can form different shapes or whatever when you play different scenarios. Well, it reminded me of... I, it's kind of like the card game, the LCG of Arkham Horror, where you're exploring the various rooms, you know? Right. Oh, uh, that's true. I didn't... Some of the announcements were awesome because I had these two jerks sitting in front of me who would not be... <laughs> it's true. I was I was getting a little wild uh, in, in uh, the thing. I was yeah. getting excited. Oh, by things. I, did you even Did you even hear the rest of them? Because you and Tom were talking. Tom Vassell were talking oh, we were the whole time. A bit. Yes, we were gabbing a bit. But like I was hooting and hollering at some of those. Yeah, oh, you were I was and excited. Like when they showed the Mansions of Madness uh, Steam video game, which I already knew was coming. Yep. But Harvey Walters is my favorite character in that game, and to see him be the one that was in the the, the video that was uh, launching, that was cool. Now this is not a implementation of mansions of madness no. it is an adventure video game you're just moving the characters around discovering things i don't know what i would compare it to but yeah it's uh, going to be and it's it like with steam steam only. yeah something like a like Zork. a yeah. yeah i mean you're going way back there yeah. yeah it's a text adventure yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Harvey, turn left turn right Har- yeah go upstairs open Harvey. the door uh, before we move off uh, the uh the third edition yes. of arkham um i uh, did ask. I thought maybe Richard Launius had something to do with this. Actually, he did not. So Richard Launius was the original designer, but he did not come in and help adjust to the third. So I asked what the differences were. And they said, mainly, we streamlined a lot of the stuff. And then they uh, they shortened it a little bit. They said, actually, if you want something that feels like the original Arkham Horror, you have Eldritch Horror. Right, I agree. They, they yeah. took a lot of the things in Arkham and made them a little bit better, more streamlined, and created Eldritch. They said, this has a totally different feel than those two all together. Okay, good. So if you're looking for something that's not always oh, just another version of the second of Arkham Horror, no, I think there's enough different there where you might want to check it out. And I was kind of disappointed Richard didn't have anything to do with it. They said, well, to be honest, He's consulted on everything we do for Arkham, but he just didn't help with this particular design. Yeah, his design. DNA is in there. Yeah. Either way, probably, right, on some level. So We're, then what was the next announcement? And then they kind of jumped into the stuff they already had out there, some L5R stuff. L5R, the role-playing game, they talked about that, and the new packs coming out. They talked about X-Wing, of course, and sure. Armada. Armada. Armada was the big announcement for them because oh they, they had launched their biggest miniature in that system yeah oh yeah they brought out this they had this video for this and i forgot which uh which ship it the was super star destroyer mega yeah, herculean <laughs> it shows how much of a star wars fan i i am a star wars fan but i'm not deep into the lore right. so i don't remember all the names of all the so ships and things. so uh, uh cory knitzi's up there holding this yeah. this big old ship and that's probably what about 12 inches maybe yeah it's pretty like the span of your forearm yeah. into your 12 hand. 16 inches long that's like man that's really nice msrp <laughs> 199.95 the reaction was funny in the crowd because okay. a lot of people were like this is a cool looking ship and the price was like what what <laughs> But you can play it in your base game because you can do that, and then you can really unleash devastation. Oh, he was selling that oh, he thing. He was selling uh, like crazy. It's like, I mean, uh, yeah, I right. think the only disappointing thing is that they they announced this after Simon had announced the toddler-sized Cthulhu miniature. Like, so the, the, it's big, this Star Destroyer, but we've now seen really big. Yeah, we've <laughs> seen for fifty dollars less yeah, this huge beast. beast of a thing. <laughs> but this will be painted. It looked really cool. I mean, it, I'm sure people who are into Armada, it's going to be a big. Addition. It was painted. They well, always, it's, it's gray. Oh, I was going to say, it's well, like gray it, with I a thought, wash. I they showed a little bit of yes, the wash or whatever. Yeah. On, right? It's it's not I'm, as detailed as as um, X Wing, but I, I think mean, that's, a bit of paint. that's Tony painting there. Where's my where's my gray primer? <laughs> quick. 
Yeah, um, I'm done with that. They had one big announcement, of course, which we're going to get to in a second. But is there was there any other little Clone Wars? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Clone Wars will now be entering in Star Wars Legion and X Wing, so it'll be two new factions yes. in both of those games. That's that's cool. Yeah, and so for I know a lot of Clone Wars fans are out there, so I'm sure. That, I mean, they were in the audience because they were super excited yeah. when they heard yeah. about Who, that. Yeah, and the the um, Star Wars uh, Rebellion How to Play video from Watch It Play. <laughs> that was yeah. not announced. <laughs> that was not announced. Surprisingly, so, <laughs> there was a Q and A afterwards. Yeah, and if I would have known that the guys in FFG knew the joke, I know some of them know the joke. I would have gotten in line <laughs> and asked, "Will you fund <laughs> how to play video from Rodney on Star Wars Rebellion?" You should have said it is his last fundraiser. If he'd only gotten to a hundred thousand, so if you have a hundred thousand, <laughs> he might do it. <laughs> But, uh, uh, but no, I didn't. So, so they had a big announcement, right? This was yep. the, the sort of the surprise game, and it was a game called Keyforge. Am I saying the, that right? Keyforge. 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 By? By Richard Garfield. And they had Richard Who's Garfield from on Magic. Hand. Yeah, Richard Garfield was there. Who did, people may know he did Magic. That's right. And a number of other popular games, but Magic certainly is the most prominent one. And he came out and he talked a little bit about the game. Do you guys want to try to take a stab at describing what this is? It's a game. It's, it's, a it's not. It's not. It's not a CCG. No, you don't it's buy not a an LCG. It's not LCG. Uh, you don't buy uh, boosters, right? You buy decks. You, could, you could call them a starter deck if you want, but the deck is it. You when you buy a deck, you're ready to play. In fact, there's nothing you can do to, to that deck to change it, because every deck they print is different than every other deck, and they all have unique printed backs, so you can't mix cards between them, all of them. So if they print ten thousand copies, all ten thousand decks are different. I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around this, so apologies if you're, if you're listening and trying to sort out what I'm saying, but does that kind of make some kind that, of sense? That's it. So every deck in a box is unique, and that's what they saw. They, they actually had a, a, Ten a, a logo, like unique card system, yeah. and when they first showed it, I went, boy, they are really pushing the word unique. Now I see why. Literally. Because yeah. no deck is the same. <laughs> And there's seven. There's uh, the the gist of it is it's like I can I can't even tell you what the lore was because I didn't understand. They it. They tried to explain it, but my brain was just trying to wrap my head around. No, but hold hold on. How do you expand <laughs> this? You don't. It's just you buy the deck. How do you deck build? You don't. It's just the deck. <laughs> there are seven factions. Each deck consists of three factions. Yeah. And then there's cards in the deck for each of those factions. So X many number of cards per per factions in there. There's like he wouldn't tell me how, what the total number of cards was, but they're all numbered. Somebody said there was like over 400 cards. Right. So they're all packaged differently, and every combination is different than every other. And they, deck. I believe, they threw a number like 10 quadrillion. It was ridiculous. Different combinations they could make from it. So they're not worried about like, oh, we're gonna have repeat decks. It just will not happen. Right. And and the decks have their own procedurally generated names. So when you get your deck, and again, the backs are unique. It'll have its own name on the back. I think Jamie got one that said "Women Who Fight Against Strength" or something. I have one like, um, "Oh, thanks." He hands it to me now. I can't get my glasses on to see. Uh, <laughs> Deuce, Deus, the often sneaking. It sounds like an AI trying to come up with titles for things. Right? It's definitely a random name generator, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the other one is Falstaff Snap Enarvia. Yeah, just weird, weird names. And the decks are all different. You might have some cards that are the same, but the combinations will always be different. Anyway, a very different very different style of game, unlike kind of anything, at least in terms of how it's being distributed. So I see this game as, and I don't know, possibly as a, I go over to the Target Walmart card where Pokemon and all the magic and all those are hanging up, and I see that's where this is. This is what 
And it's game. 10 bucks, I think. You spend yeah. 10 bucks and you've got mm. a deck. So I, I play my deck against you, Tony. We play it a few different times and we want a different experience. We just go buy a new deck. Mm -hmm. Play a whole new deck against each other. <laughs> or just think of it from a store perspective. Here, and you know, draft your deck. You're not drafting cars. You draft, you, these are your championships. Hey, for X amount of dollars, you're going to get in here and we're going to give you four of these. And whoever wins is the champion and gets a really nice map. Yeah, they said they have and tournament plans. They yep. definitely have yeah. tournament plans I mean, for it. There's two different types of tournaments. Obviously, draft is one. So you'll go in there and just draft a box. You open the box and start playing. Right. Or it could be you go ahead and bring one that you've already had and you know how right. to play. Right. And play that. There is a starter box for forty bucks that has two starter decks, which every all of them are the same just to learn the game. Then two unique decks and several tokens. Uh, there's just some damage tokens and status tokens used for the game. Probably just to give a little context about the game. What's kind of interesting? It's not like you have thirty health and I'm trying to reduce you to zero. It's you're trying to collect embers. Embers. And if and if you have six at the beginning of your turn, you unlock your key. And you're trying forge, to you forge you your key. forge your key. That's the name. Key forge. Key forge. Right. And you're trying to forge three keys to win. Yep. So it's not like I'm trying to do. There is fighting. You have you have creatures that will fight each other and such. But I'm not trying to reduce your health to zero in it. So I did not open mine. I watched people play. I was reading the rule book, watching the guy there play. And basically, you know, the only unique thing about this game from a standpoint of cards that I found was, so in your hand, you announce the faction that you will activate that round. Mm-hmm. So if you have creatures of that faction out on the board, you'll be able to use them. Right. And only those cards in your hand you'll be able to play. Yes. So, I mean, that's the unique thing about it. it so is. you've got yeah. three factions in your deck, so you know you're going to be calling out one of those three to do something. And watching a demo that you were playing in, this gentleman got out this one faction, which I think you were uh, Fireball, and I forget what they were called. You had <laughs> Soccer Ball, Fireball, and Mars. <laughs> I didn't know the faction we, 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 yet, call, so. we called them that, too. <laughs> yeah, it right. does look like a Soccer Ball. <laughs> so, like, I think like it was uh, or Brados, Broad, Broaden, or something yeah, like yeah. that. And basically, he just basically sat there, and one of the actions is you can reap to collect amber. Mm -hmm. So your creatures can go out and gain amber. Well, Rodney had no way of defeating his creatures because they were incredible. Mm. I mean, he, he, well, actually, they, I don't think they had any um, defense against him, but still, he could go and attack him and wipe him out, but his cards were not allowing him to do it. So he sat there for two turns. He reaped six amber, boom, won the game. And I was like, okay, that was anticlimactic. I had a very slanted game when I played my first game, but it didn't turn me off of the game. I was still, sometimes, look, in all these games, if you take Magic the Gathering, for example, if you just don't draw land then you're going to be you can have a bad hand that can happen right and that might have been what happened in my game or maybe because it's the first time i'm playing my deck i just wasn't playing it optimum the first time i'd seen the cards in the deck and maybe i should have been looking for something else maybe once i see the rest of the cards i'll know better but they do have a handicapping method because that's the thing someone asked is the chain how, how do i what if what if my deck's just better than somebody else's so they have a handicapping thing to help balance that out yeah, the, yeah the chain is uh if you have like up to six in your chain, you draw one less. Your hand limit's like one less per turn. Above six is right. two less. It's slowing so, you down. So the handicapping is the number of cards you have in your hand to even play. Right. So I'm going to be interested to see how that works in organized play. It's like, well, if you win, do you, does your chain increase, and does that carry over to the next game? Yeah, it might. Yeah, yeah, it might. Uh, so... First question that came to my mind was obviously the balancing thing. So I think a lot of people are kind of tentative. It seemed like that sounds interesting and they're just kind of i think they're a lot of people are cautious um, it's just so it, different yeah it's, it's, just it's so it's, different and it's really cool it's one of those things that uh after he announced it and he said but even though this comes out q4 
everybody get here gets two decks we're like ah! <laughs> we all got lost it everybody was all excited about that so everybody got two decks where are the rules oh we'll post them in a little bit on the <laughs> yeah, website right. and they were on the website right away but yeah you have to go download them off the website too so and i haven't read them like i got taught by somebody else but i'll give them a read i'm really curious how this is going to be received the to me the unique thing isn't the gameplay per se i mean yeah the, the car- distribution method it's it's, it's very the, different yeah. how it's being released to see how people take to it. it's definitely something different no question they are doing something different we see so many things are the iterations of the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again definitely doing something different so kudos to them for that and at only 9.95 i mean i guess there probably is an appeal if tony if you and i are in a store and it's like what do you want to do i don't know well we just Drop, drop, a couple t- drop $10 on this. You, I'll drop 10 and we'll just go play. I know quick. for a lot of people. <laughs> He's snarling <laughs> He's at like, me over there. He's like, know. okay, I ain't doing that crap. <laughs> I, I know for a lot of people, deck building is the part they enjoy. I, I, me me too. Right, right? Yeah. But we, we were talking, David Waybright was there and he was going like, I just don't like doing that. I'd rather ah. just give me a deck so I can just play it. I just want to play it. I want to yeah. build something. So this might be the game for those people who just want to grab a starter deck and play. And actually, FFG said that's one thing they were trying to combat against because in a lot of games like this, we know there's net decking. We yes. know that people out there looking at the metas and going, okay, here's what I need. Here's the, the top decks. Here's what I need to build my deck to play against. It says, we removed all that. But it's also interesting too, there's a community in that. There is this thing of sharing decks and how's my deck compared to yours and give me yes, tips and yeah. stuff. Well, that's gone. It, it's literally the only thing you really talk about. Well, my deck happens to have all these cards. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. Well, I know like when I finished my game uh, that I lost, Eric said to me, well, let's swap decks and play again. You know, and yeah. so there, there could be a little bit of that too. Like, oh, well, I want to give my deck a, a try, or let's trade decks, or whatever. But anyway, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this is received. Definitely. And then uh, we came back to the room and recorded this because tomorrow is the official first day of the con. That's right. And I think we're going to get over there a little bit early before the doors open, just kind of walk around and get the buzz. We'll see where everybody's rushing to and grabbing tomorrow. You're going to start your interviews tomorrow? I do. I'm, I'm the first shift tomorrow for a couple of hours. I'll be doing video previews with Board Game Geek, and then the rest of the time I'll be in the booth just helping out. That's exciting because then each, each night we can hear about some of the stuff that's, that's right. that you get to see that we may not get to yep. see. Tony and I have got a few meetings each day. Uh, tomorrow night we're going to be doing like a fun event at, with Stronghold. Uh, they're releasing and I really should not do that off the cuff. It's something in their dragon and flagon series. It's a, it's a reprint of a game. Why? I, you could chime in here. No, I'm no, liking you dangle. struggling. <laughs> I will see you try to wrap this up. Okay. We're going to go do something for Stronghold tomorrow night. Cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> instead of trying to tell what we're going to be doing, and then we'll come back tomorrow uh, and, and tell you what we did. Yeah, <laughs> which happens in all about a couple seconds from here when we wrap this up. Right. We'll be back here tomorrow night. Now, if you notice, we're all very energetic on Wednesday night. That's right. We'll see what the energy it's is on out. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but on Saturday, we'll see what it is. So that's Wednesday. Gen Con hasn't even started. We'll see what first day holds for us. We'll, we'll be back in just a few seconds. Absolutely. Let you know. So we're back. We're punchy. It's late. <laughs> you said after a few days the level would drop. Yeah, I just it, it was drop the that first quick. night. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest. I was forced to play this one game to end the night called Don't Mess with Cthulhu. Yeah, your yeah. favorite style yeah. of game. My favorite style of game. But anyway, social deduction game. Best social deduction game out there. And it was amazing. And that doesn't tell me a lot. You know, that's all I'm going to say <laughs> oh, like wow. that. So anyway, this was the first day of Gen Con. The doors opened and the magical wave of people came upon us as we stood there and watched them rush to get their favorite games. I stood towards the back and it, it didn't seem like 
it has in the past. I don't know if you guys were up near the front. I was up near the front, and it was just as crazy. Was it? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was in a booth, so I didn't see any of that, actually. It was was crazy. They they start doing this chant, do not Mm -hmm. run, do not run, and then they don't run, but people walking really fast. Really fast. Right. The brink right. of running, yeah. But I will say this. For, for day two, I made sure that I was standing over at Portal's booth because, you know, Ignacy was on pins and needles because he's sitting there thinking, how well will Detective be received? Will there be a line? Will people be buying it? Will it only be the pre-orders? And so I'm standing there with Ignacy, and he's talking to me. And, when, you know, when Ignacy gets nervous, he seems to talk a little bit. It's amazing. A little more? A little bit more. <laughs> yeah. and, but we're standing there. But but you can see that that face. He he's stern, and then the line continues to build. It's building. And I'm using my hands to demonstrate how it builds for them, so that they understand. And it keeps building and keeps. Building. I'm watching Ignacy, and slowly that frown turns upside down. <laughs> and you know how you feel good for someone. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and yeah. that's exactly what I was sitting here thinking. I'm like Ignacy is seeing that that he knows that people are accepting of the game and. The number of people that came up to him and said, I am so excited to play this. I've heard great things about it. And then watched them ask him for his signature. It's just, you know, you're sitting there and saying, this man's hard work has paid off for him. And yeah, he was no, very definitely. happy. He came by the BGG booth. Actually, while I was working there, we had a chance to talk. And I had the same experience with him. He seemed very relieved and happy about how sales were going and how the game was being anticipated and received. So, And the, uh, the huge stack of games was down pretty low. Uh, by the end of the day, I think fa- they moved four hundred. Uh, I didn't never didn't hear a no, number. They, they sold out. They sold out. All, everything left was his pre-orders. Oh, he told I didn't me. realize that. Really? Oh, he sold out he, today. He, he may have some extras. Okay. But yeah, he's he's done. Oh, I didn't know. That's that's fantastic. That's what he was saying. Maybe I okay. misunderstood the okay. translation. I don't well, know. No, if that's the case, if when did you talk would, to him? Was it towards the end of the day? Near the, in new, oh, okay, near the end okay. of the day. If four hundred was sold, that's all he had to yes, sell. Yeah. There was two hundred fifty pre-orders. Two hundred fifty pre-orders. Wow. Yeah, but um, may, but maybe I think he was just saying off the cuff that he anticipated the the sellout. Right, the we'll, we'll double check going. for tomorrow. Maybe yeah. we'll check. Yeah, in. we'll find an update. Yeah. So then we walked around the hall. I mean, it was a lot of just walking and talking and checking out some of the hot stuff. I know. I guess you were running the uh, BGG booth all day. Were you having was. publishers coming in and yeah, showing you well, stuff? Anything that was exciting. That was kind of cool. Like I, I spent the first two hours of my day helping them do the preview. So I was hosting and doing the preview, and then I spent another couple hours helping them in the store, selling the promos, and then I spent another couple hours producing for the show so running the monitors making sure the cameras work and everything it made the day go really fast mm. so I did get to see a lot of publishers but the ones who were coming in to do previews a lot of people were coming up to the booth and wanted to say hello and it was it was just a nice it was a good day it went very quick mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, when it was over I was like wow it's 7.30 by the time I was done out of there I couldn't believe how late it was. It yep. went really quick. Yeah, Tony, you and I had a couple of meetings with publishers. We went and talked to Simon, talked to Eric Lang. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just had a little chit chat with him. Even though we already kind of saw all the games, and he was he was busy like crazy. But oh, man. and we we're like, Eric, Eric, you go do your thing. We're, we're going to leave you alone. And then we go <laughs> go over to a renegade booth who we had an appointment with <laughs> their PR person, Danny. And we get there and said, Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to meet at three. But I'm really swamped right now, and I'm like the only one here. I said, "Dang, don't worry about it. We'll we'll talk some other time." Oh, thank you, thank you. So we go around the corner. We're just we're just chatting, and yes. a, a couple from um, Tantrum House uh, uh, come Melissa up. Melissa and Kevin, yeah, yeah. They, they they come up to. They say, "Oh yeah, we got a meeting with Danny at three thirty. I went, "Oh really? I want to see how this goes." So they go, "We're ready for a meeting." Danny's like, "Oh yeah, I'm ready to talk now." <laughs> and I step around the corner and go, "Excuse me, <laughs> good for you." <laughs> so I said, "You said you could do it." us and then you yeah well you you, yes i mean you guys aren't as important i mean she was just messing with us but it just so happened that somebody else came into the booth to relieve her Uh, so she could come talk but we just had some (laughs) 
we just had some publisher fun with the. With oh, we have publisher fun all day. Especially, it didn't even stop it even at the Dragon and Flag and Special Dragonstones event. Oh no, that we got we were special uh, uh, guest at that uh, event tonight. It where... didn't feel that way. Now did it? What do you mean? Oh my! Oh well, yeah, it was hilarious. It I was wasn't best. here for this. What happened? I don't blame. It was so funny. Oh no. Go ahead, Marty. It was classic. It was beautiful. He did this not on purpose. So love him well, well, Tony just dropping little things. Nobody knows what's going no, on. No, I have no idea what's yeah. going on. That's the way so I mean, I'm playing the audience oh, now. My what is so, happening? So, uh, so uh, Bonacore, Stephen Bonacore has released a game from Stronghold Games called um, Fist of Thunderstone. Fist, Fist of Dragonstones. Right. New game. It's kind of a re-release. So he had a big release party night. Okay. So he, he had this big room, and uh, people were cosplaying as some of the people uh, in the game, and they were teaching the rules. And, they, and he was having some guests come here, like podcasters and YouTubers come in, kind of mingle in and play with the people. He was giving away these nice pint glasses to everybody. It's just okay. a really nice event. That's pretty good. So at the very beginning, he just says, you know, first off, I'd like to thank all the volunteers, and we got a lot of special guests here. And so we started going around the room. He comes to comes to our table, and he had a couple uh, special guests from Germany, some partners from Germany that were there. Right. T.R. Knight was there, who was the uh, the editor for the rule book. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of looks at us and just walks on, then goes over to the guys at D6 Generation, introduces <laughs> them, <laughs> then goes over to Man vs. Meeple, introduces them. <laughs> Then goes over to Jamie and Tony Topper and introduces yeah. them. It's Scott Morris. And then Scott Morris <laughs> okay. from GTS. And I think he introduces somebody's sister, somebody's cousin. And then he starts walking back at us. And we're just looking at him. We're like, thanks. He's like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even see you guys. I was like, we were right here, Stephen. <laughs> he didn't even try to recover with going and saving the best for last. No, like, no, oh, no. It was no. classic. It was awesome. I appreciated that. That was a great moment out there. Oh, so, no respect. No, I was looking at respect. <laughs> it was very good. So uh, you had a great day in the booth. Yeah. Day flew by. But did you see anything that will knock your socks off or just? Not not so much. Like, again, there's there's very few games that, you know, we come to Gen Con, we've seen, we know what's coming type of thing, right? So there's not like big surprises. The surprises are things like Keyforge that get announced. The, you know, but, but in terms of, I didn't get a sense of what the hot game was. And you said Detective Soul very well. Do you guys have a sense of being out there? What was in every root. bag? Root. root. I don't root. know. It's I, yeah. Root was in a lot of bags. Okay. Yeah, I saw root all over the place. Everdale. I'll tell you something. The thing at Everdale our, was popular. The thing at our booth was the promo line was nonstop. So BGG always brings a whole bunch of promos, right? Mm-hmm. And that was going all day long. People love picking up, you know, the special little promos they get. And BGG was selling uh, special uh, cups for for dice and and upgraded tokens for seasons and for Orleans and all these sort of things. So all that stuff very popular. So people are buying their big games and they're coming over and grabbing a few little little cheapy, you know, extra things just to fill in the bag stuff. So it's it's great. It supports the show. It supports you know BGG. So it's helpful all around. Tony, you got to meet uh, one of your favorite uh, game designers. Yes, I. I did, Glenn Dover. We mm. went over and saw Railroad Rivals. Railroad, yes. Am I right? Was, I, I always get that one confused in Railroad Tycoon. Railroad Tycoon. So yeah, Railroad Tycoon is the larger version, yeah. and Railroad Rivals is a game that just came out, which is kind of like a quicker version of that. You're right. And, and Glenn Dover is, Ronnie can correct me, he did uh, Railways of the World. Right. And, so, and Age of, his, uh, Age of uh, Empires. No, Age of Discovery. It Age was of Age of, of Empires redone to Age of Discovery, which I really enjoyed. Very gracious man. Shook his hand, told him I was thrilled to meet him. So he did it, and we sat down, and we did a demo of Railroad Rivals, and 
I enjoy those fast. It's got trains. Okay, first off, you it's like got trains. trains. I love my trains. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a very pick, fast pickup and delivery stock market game, and the use of victory points that um, on how you bid for turn order was a very. Uh, I mean, it's not a unique mechanic, but it was a good way to determine how you want to go. And I can just see how this would play out with four players and how it can move things up and down. And at the end of the game, of course, victory points win. But it's based on the stock market and uh, how many stock points how many stock market items you have times what the stock price is, that's your total victory points. Okay. And you get victory points from delivering goods. But if you deliver a, the first person to deliver a particular color of a good, he gets three points. If the next person delivers another color of that same good, deliver the same color of that good, the point value goes down. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And if, when you deliver a good across a railroad, their stock price goes up. So you're having to strategize around those victory points, moving that, and along the lines of, okay, how can I benefit my stock? And you're playing tiles and matching the tile. I, it was a really good demo. I appreciate them taking the time. But most of all, I got my picture taken with Glendover. Well, you know, you telling that story reminded me of something. That I'm, I'm glad you told that story because I would have hated to gloss over this. The very first interview I did this morning at the BGG booth was with Martin Wallace. Okay. And it was totally unexpected. I have a list of exactly who I'm interacting mm-hmm. with. Well, at the last minute, they swapped out who was going to be in there to, to demo the game with Martin Wallace. And he's a designer that... I'm almost embarrassed to say that I don't know his catalog of games as well as I should because I've been enjoying so many of his games lately, like London, Brass, and uh, uh, they got the new Wildlands coming out, which is a miniatures game. He's got a whole other backlog of these games, but these few, Brass especially, I'm just really enjoying lately. And London, I've played that the second edition a ton. And so to get a chance to sit down and talk to him uh, person to person, whatever, it was really, it was really an honor. Yeah. Honestly, you know, I want to call him Mr. Wallace. I felt <laughs> awkward saying, you know, Martin to him, you know, because it was, um, it was a real treat, you know. Well, speaking of which, we were happened to be, uh, be walking by the Osprey Games booth. Yes. And they just happened to get in the first or early production copy of Wildlands. Right, right. And so we were with uh, Christian Waters there, uh, and he said, hey, you guys, let's go ahead and open this thing up. So we, we un- pulled some shrink wrap. Yeah, oh, yeah. pulled cool. some shrink wrap, opened up, started looking at the minis. The inserts oh. are super nice. To- I haven't seen the insert yet. Yeah, the men starts make it makes it real easy to organize. The minis are washed, and so they look good. And so uh, Tony had hadn't had a chance to play the game, so they kind of gave us a quick overview okay. of the game. We got to demo it at Origins, um, so they are very excited about that. And uh, I think it's cool that you got to meet Martin Wallace because we're yeah. actually talking about him and stuff, and about maybe hopefully maybe talking to him in the future or something like right, that. So. Right. Uh, yeah, Wildlands looks great. That's going to be coming out later on this year. I'm sure you'll be hearing a lot more about it. But and and Martin Wallace's first miniatures game. like A skirmish fighting. game. It's a skirmish game. You're fighting with miniatures. It's, but it's, it's very Mar- Martin Wallace just with the card play and card <laughs> dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So look I mean, for that one. Yeah, the iconography on the cards. That's what I'm, I'm looking at this game board. I'm like, okay, how much text am I going to have you read? There's no text to read. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. <laughs> You're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to pull out the spectacles. I don't have to have <laughs> bright lights shining on it. That's oh my right. gosh. Another big uh, treat that Tony and I had today is we got to do a special interview with somebody. Uh, so I don't know uh, if anybody watches uh, uh, Critical Role, which is a big RPG show that's on on Twitch, and they have a every once in a while some famous people come on there. One of them being uh, Joe Maganello, right. uh, who is a an actor who played in True Blood and, and some other things. He's mainly known for True Blood, Magic Mike. So we got a chance to talk to him today. I told him um, one of my favorite movies was uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday. And he, right. he thought that was kind of funny. He, he was the he was the co star. Big Top. Big Holiday. Big Holiday. Okay. Not big Holiday. Pee Wee's Big Top. I, it was, I it didn't was, know Pee Wee did two movies. It was, it was a Netflix 
movie that came out last oh, no year. Oh, no wonder I didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get Netflix. So anyway. Give me your password. So what happened is <laughs> Joe has announced a new clothing line and uh, who's going to be here at the show showing it off in Margaret Weiss's um, booth, who was known for the Dragonlance novels. Right, yeah. Famous author in the D&D universe. Sweet lady. A super nice, super nice lady. So I reached out to her several weeks ago. And I said, is there any chance we can interview Joe? Yeah. He said, well, hold on. Uh, let me contact him. She said, well, you need to go put through the press person. So we talked to the press person. Press person got back in touch with us. She said, <laughs> on Thursday at 1 o'clock, can you do that? And went, yes, we yeah, can. Yeah, you're all over that. <laughs> so we had a chance to talk with Joe. He sat down with us to tell us all about uh, his line of clothing and everything like that. So let's go uh, hear our interview with uh, Joe Maganello. So, Tony, you and I have been talking about how much board gaming has been growing, right? Yes, and that's we, and absolutely it's, right. it's been going Amazing. beyond just the people playing in the basement. We're now seeing a lot of people you may know playing board games. For example, we've had Rich Summer from Mad Men on our show a few times. A few times. Uh, talking about board gaming and everything. But another thing that's really growing is RPGs. Continues to grow. I mean, even when we were growing up in the 80s, 70s, you and I got it. But now 5e is just taking over. I mean, you can walk around Gen Con and it's just like, oh, my gosh. There's, there's just as many board gamers as there are RPGers here. Or, or the flip. Well, there's flip. just as many RPGers as there are exactly. board gamers. And we're starting to see a lot more people that you may recognize playing the game, including our very special next guest, who you may know from True Blood, Magic Mike. But for me, he'll always be that guy from Pee Wee's Big Holiday, <laughs> nice. Joe Maganello. Thanks, man. Thanks. And you, and you pronounced my name right, too. Which Did was, I? Oh, and I, I didn't was, even ask beforehand. I, I get my, my heart started elevating. Uh, yeah, and you got it right. So. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Man, Joe, I wish I, I had a. Well, actually, I do have a prize to give you. You yes, get a you get a yes. death safe shirt. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I, I, and it's a beautiful color. I don't know about it, but in the Carolinas, there is this team called Clemson. My daughter went there. They are national football champions. I don't know. If I you, may have heard of them. You might have heard of them. They had a Heisman Trophy winner or two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, except they're whining call. about the one that didn't happen a couple years that's ago. Okay, that's that's fine. That's a different story. We're not. Yeah. Is this your first trip to Gen Con? It's my first Gen Con. What, what do, do you think? think? It's amazing. Well, it, for me, also, it, it's like it's full of friends of mine and people who I've been in contact with and talked to via email, via phone for years, but have never met. For example, you know, we landed at the booth this morning. I landed with Margaret Weiss. Yeah. Nice. Speaking of <laughs> new friends, <laughs> That's right. uh, Margaret and Tracy have uh, Tracy Hickman, of course, uh, have become good friends of mine. And I was invited here by Margaret. Mm-hmm. She invited me to share her booth. So, in in return for that kindness, we developed two exclusive Lord Soth shirts to launch here at Gen Con. And when we were setting up, I looked over to my right. And saw two booths over was Kevin Symbita and Palladium Games, speaking of tabletop. And I grew up playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game, Rifts, Beyond the Supernatural, Ninjas and Super Spies, etc. And I've spoken to Kevin on the phone a ton of times. We've become friends. We send each other friendly care packages. I actually own Kevin agreed to sell the watercolor Kevin Eastman original painting of the cover of Teenage Mutant Ninja no. Turtles and Other Strangeness. Oh. And I own it, and it's hanging uh, in, in my office on the wall. Wow. So he and I become friends. I even bought that painting from him, and this is the first time I ever met him. So what I'm saying is it's my first Gen Con, but it's full of, it's like, this is your life. Yeah. <laughs> so just out of curiosity, you just came back from Comic-Con. Yeah. How is the crowd different between this and Comic-Con? Well, Comic-Con I spent many years at because of True Blood and other mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I, and I hadn't been there in about five, six years. Now, me walking the floor at Comic-Con ended a long time ago. So I really haven't been able to be a part of the festival. I've just been loaded in through loading docks and then brought out afterwards. But this year was, was really great because I could come, come down there to, to launch the, the streetwear line. This is different because it's all gamers. And that's what I was as a kid. I mean, I was a kid who hung out in comic book stores, but Comic-Con is more, for me, it's been more about launching, launching projects and working for a studio, doing my job rather than enjoying the vibe. And this is just, it's all vibe. It's just people who love gaming. So you, you could probably walk around the floor and it's not too bad, hopefully, for you? Well, I well, mean... Number one, he's like 6'5 I mean, and standing I mean, above he everybody else. He doesn't stand out among this crowd. No, look at him, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, good gosh, no. I mean, he's, you know, he's he maybe dwarfs me a little bit, and I'm a pretty big guy. Yeah, you six are. Two, so, but anyway, but I mean, we're sitting here with his incredible Death Safe product all yeah, around. Yeah, so this, this is oh, why my. you're here, is launching the sure. Death Safe product. So yeah. let's tell us a little bit about that. Well... Uh, death saves. You know, I grew up in the 80s and I started playing tabletop role playing games in the 80s. Now, that was a different time than it is now. The time we're living in now, everything is fractured. There are genres and subgenres and subgenres of subgenres, and it goes on and on and on ad infinitum. Um, you can break that atom down. <laughs> I mean, we haven't yeah. hit the wave yet. Now, back in the 80s, there were like six categories. And you got to pick something from it. There were like right. six sections of the record store. Yep. Yep. And everything kind of fell into some category. Now, what I mean by that in a greater sense of, or of what we're doing here is that when I was a kid, I played Dungeons and Dragons. All I did was listen to Metallica. I had an Iron Maiden t-shirt. Nice. I had a glow-in-the-dark Led Zeppelin poster on the oh. wall. I read Stephen King. I hung out in comic book shops. Uh, I played Atari 2600. Like every kid, that was. I'm going to start crying over here. Uh, <laughs> I literally am. Yeah, a little tear started with well me. It was, it was a it was a lifestyle. <laughs> yes. You know, the first book I read was The Hobbit. Like mm -hmm. this story is similar for all the kids of my generation. So I don't understand. I go to Comic Con now, and it's Avengers fans over there, DC fans, you're over there. Oh, you like Game of Thrones? Well, you have to go over there. <laughs> oh, you actually still read comic books? Well, you're over there. <laughs> you're in the back of the comic. Yeah. And so, you know, the big manifesto of the company was taking a lifestyle, the lifestyle that we had as kids, and reuniting all of those different subgenres back under the banner to which they deserve to be under. Okay. And so, the, the, the first line of our product, it's Death Saves, which is a call to... Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. okay? But it's a fantasy-themed streetwear line that harkens back to the early 1980s heavy metal album art. Mm -hmm. um, Gorgeous it's, art. It's about reintroducing old villains, old characters like Lord Soth, like St. Cargoth the Betrayer, the first Death Knight who we modeled our windbreakers and T-shirts after. Uh, so it's, it's reintroducing this new generation of gamers to the characters that we grew up that colored our fantasy dreams, but also putting on new modern flair on it as well. Uh, we redesigned the Beholder mm -hmm. uh, that we have up on our website, death-saves.com. And, you know, we're here, we're here launching the new the Lord Soth designs. We've got some great projects in the hopper. We're actually working with, I mean, we, we have a Frazetta collaboration that's coming up. Nice. Um, that we're working on with the Frazetta girls and we're talking to a bunch of like I just had a conversation with Errol Otis uh, who, who, who uh, illustrated deities and demigods if people remember uh, the old D&D &D module he's going to do some original art for wow. us it looks like so we're about paying homage to the pioneers of that movement 
but also bringing some new faces in. Mark Riddick, for example, drew the Death Knight. Mm -hmm. And basically, you know, we described to him a scene of, you know, I I wanted King Conan undead. Okay, yep. And if you see the the image, you got it. That's it. You (laughs) and your adventures have battled through this dungeon. You, you open these giant stone doors, this waft of fetid, warm air blows past you, and, and, and sit, sitting on this throne with glowing green eyes can only be described as, as Conan the King Undead, and that's, that's our death night. So, you know, we got this great, like, heavy metal artist, Mark Riddick, to do that, um, and we're, we have some really, really fun stuff in the hopper coming up. I mean, you, you look at the man's shirt. He's sitting there across from you, and it's not that I'm just staring at Joe. It's just I'm staring at that shirt. <laughs> You're just, just staring at Joe. I'm just staring at Joe. Okay, I can't help it. All right. Nah. <laughs> but, um, the, just the detail of it. I mean, you you can get drawn into them because it's just amazing. Like the, like the skull, and then you go to the bird. Sure. And it's just unreal. I mean, look at. And that. you told us that this basically tells the story. Yeah, yeah. Every every piece of our artwork tells a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are Easter eggs that are buried within them. Like if you every single shirt you order, every jacket you order, you can look inside the. You, if you're looking for washing instructions, you're going to find an Easter egg from, oh, come on. from an not, old, not old the tag. Pull, take your okay. shirt and look on the inside of the collar. Okay, and there'll be an there Easter egg. There are Easter eggs hidden inside the shirt. This Soth shirt, it tells the story of Lord Soth. Yes. Those are the three elven women that lied to him about his wife's infidelity, and he murdered them. They became banshees. You can see them on there. You can also see members of his undead army that are woven into the design. It's made of black rose thorns, black roses, the kingfisher, which was a symbol of the Knights of Salamnia. You've got the flaming chandelier falling on his elven mistress who became his wife and their child. Also, if you look no, at yeah, the arm, the did you, you see can the barely sleeve? see this. Oh, no, I didn't even notice you this. You didn't notice. Look at that. There it is. Live one life for every life lost, which was the curse of his elven wife when and he did like not. And it's like black on black. Exactly. But it's but just got a little bit of just right in the light. Uh, when well, you see the back yeah. here, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The Black Rose. Black Rose. Okay, so this is, people can get this at death-saves.com. Death-saves.com, yes. That, and that's being launched here alongside Margaret Weiss's Yeah, booth. we're going to launch with Margaret Weiss. And yeah. how did you hook up with Margaret Weiss? Well, I hooked up with Margaret Weiss because uh, I, when the rights to Dungeons & Dragons were at Warner Brothers Studios, they're no longer there, but when they were there, uh, I had done several movies with them, the Magic Mike movies and... There's some other movies that, that you know, we, we, we almost, you know, whatever, whatever. So I have a long-standing relationship with the studio. And uh, they asked me what I wanted to do next. I said, you guys have the rights of Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. I said, let me write a script. And so I, I, I turned in the script. We had a table read for it. They wound up losing the rights. Oh. They gave them up and they moved. But after I wrote that script, I got connected to the folks up at Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. And I started consulting with them. I started writing for them. And I actually wrote a, a chunk of their big adventure module for next year. Oh, like this wow. year's big module was uh, Waterdeep and then uh, Undermountain. Mm-hmm. I wrote a big piece of, of next year's. So um, so I, I've become, basically I have the job right now that I wanted as a kid. I was, I was going to ask In addition you. to my other job. <laughs> so, so I was going to ask you, in the 80s, yeah. can you imagine that you would be doing this no no you enjoyed it now you're providing that enjoyment to never others. i didn't think that was a job and where i grew up that wasn't a job that you could pursue yeah like you weren't no you had to go you know you had to go to college you had to do something else something you hated when i grew up it was you know the the old um uh, tom hanks movie do you remember that big Is that no, 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 no no the one <laughs> what, where what he, are you talking about the the, the, the big yeah that was no, a great no, no, movie where he was in the D world 
And, and oh, oh, it was the one based on that chick. Based uh, on the on the steam uh, tunnels where he got yeah. lost. Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. yeah. It was, well, the whole D&D bad twist on it. Of course. Well, there was a satanic panic in the 80s yeah, where it. everything involved with, you know, w spell casting was witchcraft. And, you know, they had to pick something to attack and go after. And for whatever weird reason, they went after Dungeons and Dragons. But I think us as kids, I mean, I can't speak for all the kids, but I loved it, man. I love that it felt like something we shouldn't be doing. And, it, and I think it really galvanized our generation. We kind of, we lived through that, that stigma. And which is why now it's like, well, let's get back to the heavy metal roots. Yeah. And I think one thing that's really helped us see is the fifth edition yeah. of D&D has really had a huge resurgence. Because at one time, uh, the, one of the biggest, uh, most popular RPGs was Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. Don't know if you ever played it, but when sure. fifth edition came out, it kind of took over. Pathfinder here is now betaing a second edition. Okay. If you want to go check it out, okay. uh, they have the right. beta copies of there if you want to check out the new rules and see what sure. you think of that. I'm yeah, very curious. <laughs> so I had to get that from my son uh, uh, this morning. So, yeah, uh, RPGs are, are back and they're big. I do have a quick question, though. Okay. Uh, the script that you talk about, mm -hmm. is there a chance for a D&D &D movie anytime? Because I think... Well, Hasbro and Paramount are working on a D&D &D movie, yes. I think Dragonlance personally is best served as a TV series. Oh, yeah. oh a serial show. Because that way you don't, have, you don't have to cut corners, you don't have to shorten the storytelling, you can tell a long-form narrative, which I think lends itself better to, well, 192 books, soon to be well over 200. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we do everything, uh, a special game with all of our guests. It's okay. called Rank Them. What we're going to do is we're going to give you three items. Okay. And you can rank them however you want. Sure. And then you tell us why. Uh, here we go. Second edition... Third edition or fifth edition? Second, third, and fifth? Yep. Oh, man, that's tough because second was Dragonlance, which I, I mean, I fondly, I had a Minotaur I played in Dragonlance. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go five, two, three. Five, two. Oh, five is taking over. The, uh, Five's taken over for me because everybody's playing five now. I have a weekly five game and it's really, I think, what's what's ignited this. I think mean, D&D's never been bigger and I think it's because of fifth edition. Tony? Just five and tied two and three because I never got to see them, so I don't know anything about them. You know me. <laughs> I can't okay. help you. Okay, so my, mine you. is two, five, and three just because okay. of the nostalgia of two. Yeah, there you go. There, there's that nostalgia track. Yeah. Tony? All right, so I'm going to go back to your other career, okay? So my rank them is Heath Ledger's Joker, Dennis Leary, Green Goblin, and... Not Dennis Leary. Willem Dafoe. Dennis Leary as Green Goblin would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yes. That would be a little William, twist. William. So William Dafoe. And now you made me think... Who did Thanos? Yeah, Thanos. Who was Josh the, Brolin. Josh yeah. Brolin. Josh See, this Brolin. is why I take notes, Tony. I know. Okay. I know. I'm going to go... This is why you have me here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go, well, Heath Ledger's Joker was transcendent. Yes. I was in that Willem Dafoe Spider-Man movie. Yes, so you were. Yes, you were. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Which is no offense to my friend Josh Brolin, who I thought did an amazing, amazing job as Thanos. I thought they did an amazing job writing that character, and I thought the effects crew did an incredible job in bringing this giant purple yes. guy to life. I mean, it was it was incredible. The effects were incredible. But um, So that would be one, two, three. Heath, Willem. And, and no offense, Josh. I mean, and, and maybe Josh is the third best villain of all time. I mean, let's, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's, maybe. it's hard to rank those. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that's that. actually my three, too. I mean, that lot of the movie was around Defoe's character, and that, that character was so creepy, and he played it so well. Yeah. So that's my three. But one, it was two, three. amazing. But Joker's like number one, way yeah, it's, above the other. He just tore that. It was incredible. Tore. That's why I mean, they're going to do a new Joker movie. With Joaquin. Uh, yeah, I'm. Joaquin's okay. a great actor. He's a great actor. Great I'm not actor. thrilled about an origins movie for Joker, but that's a comic book discussion. I know, and I guess that gets into a theoretical conversation about do you want the origin for a character whose origin 
constantly shifts. Right. But maybe they've cracked it and they figured it. There's some really smart people that are involved in that project. So let's let's see. Same same reasons, but yeah, Heath Ledger will always be an amazing Joker. Yeah. All right. So last one for a bonus, and we're out. We'll wrap this thing up. Swan Green Bradshaw. <laughs> Lynn, well, Lynn Swan, and when you say green, you mean Mean Joe, Joe. Mean Joe not Kevin. Right. Oh, also, yeah. okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 so I'm yeah. going back to the old or 70s Eric green. steel yeah, curtain. Of course, Mean Joe. Uh, Swan, Mean so Joe, hold on, and, and Bradshaw? Yeah, and Bradshaw. Hold on. Okay. So for those who aren't into sports ball, Joe is a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yep. We talk about sports all the time on our show, and we always get chastised. Hey, what are you guys talking about sports for? Because people can like sports and play D&D also. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> it means right. your weekends get packed up, but yeah, during the season. All right, uh, so Swan Green well, Bradshaw. number one is Mean Joe. You know, they built the entire 70s dynasty around him. He was a... Uh, uh, integral piece number two. I'd go. I go Terry mm -hmm. and and Lynn. I mean, Lynn had a short career. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody forgets he was he was like a, a incredible, incredible uh, football player. But uh, but I think you got to go Green, Bradshaw, and then Swanee. Tony, same one. Actually, the same way, and it's mainly for the uh, the Coke commercial where he throws in the shirt. This is a little boy with the shirt. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much for being on. If people want to go check out this great merchandise, and it's phenomenal, yeah. uh, where can they find it? Death-saves.com, and they can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, so when I looked this up, I, I saw that the shirts were like $35, and went, wow, that's expensive for a shirt my, my kids had to teach me. Dad, that's streetwear. That's a good deal for streetwear, Dad. Okay. That's well, like, right. I mean, this is also intricate original artwork. Each shirt, you're wearing a piece of artwork. There's a lot of work that went into these. So We are actually getting ready to go back out on the floor. We're actually going to help us move some shirts. Joe is actually getting ready to be on Stephen Colbert next week to talk about this line. That's right. So this will drop after that, but you can go watch it on YouTube. I'm that, sure that's it'll, right. it'll, it'll be yeah, You can out watch there. me and Stephen Colbert chop it up and talk about all things D&D. D&D. Joe, thank you so much thank for you, coming on you. the show. Thanks for having me. I was geeking out during that. I could I, tell. I, I was were, trying to be cool. Bit, he, 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 I was, <laughs> oh my god! I was, I was trying to be cool. Uh, I mean, was he succeeding, Tony? Was he succeeding? Well, no, oh, being cool. The stature of this man. I yes. showed you the picture. That yes, yeah. you did. Yeah, he's like six five. <laughs> right. He's a huge guy. Incredible. And uh, but what was so what was so neat? We were supposed to meet him at the booth, and he wasn't there. And the Gen Con people said, "Well, he's back here. He's doing some some work. You can talk to him back here." We went back there. He and his business partner were sorting these shirts that we just talked about yes so tony and i jumped in and said let us help you sort some shirts <laughs> so in there with joe and his yeah. business partner we're sorting sorting the shirts by sizes and he says looks at us hey what size you wear and he gave us each of us one of oh, his cool great. death save shirts and then we sat down did the interview and then we packed up the shirts we took them to the booth i mean it was crazy so we spent like an hour with him uh working in working back there in his booth setting up his stock and everything so, doing so the interview. sweat equity but when we got to the booth and put the shirts down, you know, and everything, the, the line had already started. Matter of fact, people were asking early. Yeah. So by the time we, we said, thanks, bye, Joe, we left, and the line went down to Gen Con Block. Oh, wow. So a very good launch for him then. Yes. Yeah, this, this yeah. brought good for yeah. him. This has been kind of the day of meeting some people that were kind of uh, special to us, yeah. wasn't it? That's, yeah. that's unique. I went by Columbia Games, mm -hmm. and there was this gentleman sitting in a chair, older gentleman, just, you know, chilling out, relaxing. And he, I said, how are you doing? And I read his name tag. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's Tom Daglish, uh, the designer of The Last Bike. Oh, cool. And actually the designer of 
almost all the games for Columbia Games. Oh, okay, cool. And we talked, and I told him how much Donna loves that game, and we talked, and then he told me about uh, uh, the various games. And then this other guy walks up, Grant, his son walks up, who also designs mm-hmm. a whole bunch of games for him. And I just got to stand there and talk with him a lot. And Grant said, why don't you come over and demo this? I said, Grant, I really need to go get something to eat. I'm sorry, but it was really neat meeting Tom as well. And he stood there for 15 minutes explaining the games to me. Those are the, should be the superstars of the show. I mean, people come by, you know, probably people come by the booth, booth want to get like, you know, selfies with you. And every once in a while, some people talk Tony and I, and it's like, that's cool and everything, but it's the Martin Wallace's and the Eric. Yeah. yeah. It's those people. They're they're creating the games that we're all enjoying. That we're all 60,000 people of us are here or to enjoy. So, you know, make sure to go talk to those people. That's why he said, you thought it was really cool for people to get ignacy. Mm-hmm. to design the games because they that's the signature that that you want right i agree and now there's one other game where you talk about for wrap up and <laughs> i forgot better. to talk about this yesterday you're so disappointed yesterday so you realized dis- you'd forgotten <laughs> so uh yesterday i was uh walking around looking at uh, some setups and there was uh, the booth as uh, big g games um was setting up what looked like boxes of cereal yeah what a weird I, thing I, to be setting I, up at a I convention thought it was cereal. <laughs> they have they have a game called monster crunch right which is based on the old uh cereals from gosh i guess the 70s and 80s like count chocula it's even got was, the general mills logo on the yeah, top of it <laughs> frankenberry Booberry. i don't know who the mummy and the werewolf were I can't remember what their cereals were. So anyway, they had this box game, same size cereal box. It's it's uh, looks like a little simple game, but what was so cool is every time you buy one of these, you get a <laughs> box of cereal, an actual box of cereal. I know it's crazy. So I've got a box of Count Chocula over there. A <laughs> uh, Chaz went by and got some. He got some Booberry. I think that's a great. <laughs> see, I'm going to go by and try to see if I can get a box. So because Frankenberry is out tomorrow, which oh, is, is the it? strawberry. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, and Count Chocolate was there today. You could get your picture made with him. And and if people don't recognize the name, you remember the hot game from last year, like the sleeper hit, the Bob Ross game? Yeah. This yeah. is the same, same company. company. Yes. And what's really cool is if you buy the Bob Ross game today, you got a Funko of Bob Ross. <laughs> That's right. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought you put a, me on for a second. No. 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 <laughs> I was like, this is incredible. And they got the Brady Bunch game, and I was just like, oh. and Home Alone. I think they have a Home, Home Alone, Alone game. game. Yeah, 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 it's a cute game. I can't wait to play it. All right, that's our uh, first official day tomorrow. We have our big strike tournament. That's right. All three of us are involved. I can't wait. Right now, we don't know what we're going to be calling this game for the next year. <laughs> I could know what be, I'm hoping. Could it be one more 24 hours of Gladiators in Arena? Or this time tomorrow, it could be Tyson Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to wait and find out. I can't wait. <laughs> That's right. So, guys, let's get some sleep. Sounds good. Tony, Marty. he did it. Ignacy sold through his entire allotment of detective here at Gen Con. And was there any doubt? There was it from Ignacy, but based on what was happening and we saw at the booth and the way they were lining up, that doubt quickly melted away, at least for me. I am so excited that he got detective done. But let's not forget, now that detective's done, he has also got the Robinson expansion coming out next year. And then we have Stronghold Undead. Well, he keeps teasing it. Uh, yes, he does. But before that, he's got Monolith Arena. 
Yes. Which he's demoing right now. Which, which is based, we got to do. Which is based on the Nirishima Hex mechanics. Have you had a chance to play that I yet? I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but you know, we all enjoy Nirishima Hex. So oh, it'll be interesting to see what this is going to do. Yep. So it adds just this one new twist of a thing called a monolith where you have unit tiles that stack on top of each other. And so you and and you get to select what three tiles are stacked at the beginning of the game. Yeah. So you know how sometimes near stream hex, the luck of the draw can somehow okay, come. Okay, this into is a it. commercial. Let's not go into the. Review. No, I'm just saying. So what's different? And so now is you get to pick three starting tiles somewhat at the beginning to go ahead and put oh, on the board. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's how it now. But here's the thing, even though Gen, uh, Detective is sold out here, you're going to be able to order it soon because it's soon going to be in stores. And where's that from? Where's that from? Yeah, what's the website? Well, it's portalgames.pl, but they can go to the stores and pick it up too. Yeah, but okay, never mind. That's portalgames.pl slash en if you're English. Okay, good commercial, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's he going? This is we're supposed to be short. Ignacio, you don't pay for this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Friday night at Gen Con after long bit. I, I just don't want to talk. You guys talk. I don't, I don't feel like talking. Wow, what happened, Marty? You well, dropped way off. I mean, I thought yesterday with Tony, I thought the energy was gone. But you are you are you exhausted? What's going on? No, he's just having his. It's the old age thing. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, short term memory sucks. <laughs> Marty, you have forgotten so many things. You couldn't find what, what, what were all the things you couldn't find. Well, we today? couldn't we couldn't find a shirt. We couldn't leave because Marty couldn't find a shirt. I couldn't right. find a shirt. I couldn't find the recorder earlier. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find his badge this morning. <laughs> I couldn't find my badge. Right. I couldn't find my key. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't. I couldn't find my uh, shorts he wore the night before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Where boy. his key was. Yeah. You need a good night's rest. Our games. We we'll got some our... games. Couldn't find our games. <laughs> True. Yeah, you lost a whole stack. We of lost games. three games. <laughs> I don't even we don't know where they are. Oh, we, we think dear. they're in Portal's booth. Yeah. But that was the low life for today. I mean, it was, it was a lot low. of highs. You got to have some lows you in there. You got to have yeah. some. There wasn't a lot of highs today. There was a lot of highs. You know who had was a really big high highs. today? Was uh, Ignacy at Portal Games. Oh, yes. Now, he had a high. He sure did. He sold out a detective. That's right. Or you lost them all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Marty was in his booth a lot. That's right. Where did I stack these? The 250 detectives. <laughs> okay, maybe that's not a good Polish, and I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that, that, that was. That was even close. <laughs> and I think when we, sorry, first, we first talked on the first night's recording, um, we weren't sure. Would, would he sell it or not? Well, that's sure true. enough, he did. He Actually, did. that was last night. But no, it was two okay. nights no, ago. two nights ago. <laughs> two nights ago when we <laughs> set it up. Don't, don't said, you start forgetting things too now, Tony. <laughs> you don't, you don't, I you don't you, miss you don't, uh-uh, I guarantee you that we said. No, whatever. two nights ago, because we, we, when we stocked it, we said 650, do we think it'll sell out? And then last That was on Wednesday. Right, and then Listen, just rewind back about uh, 30 minutes and you can confirm to yourself. Which was 48 hours for us. That's right. And then last night we said, well, we think he sold it out. Well, we will verify that and let y'all know tonight. Well, he did sell out. Because we went back to his booth and there's nothing there except pre-orders. There's a small stack of pre-orders that were left. And it was so funny is that Ignacy said people are getting upset. Ignacy said, how much more... That I have to tell people, you can pre-order yes, this game warns, and pick it up. Warns them every time, pre-order, and we all shared that information. Yes. Of course, not you know the information doesn't get to everybody, so disappointing for some, I'm sure, but very exciting for him. What else today? What other fun things, guys? So 
uh, overall, I mean, this morning it started out awesome. We we went over <laughs> it to started the started weird. I was walking uh, in a Mountie costume. You to, were. To the hall. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh! And why were you in a Mountie costume? Uh, I was in a Mountie costume because I had a, a fundraiser last year to uh, support another uh, full year's worth of work on Watch It Played. And one of the stretch goals was I would wear a Mountie costume because I had a Mountie costume on one of my promos for Dead of Winter, and and we crossed that goal. So this was my commitment to it today. And and Tony helped me this morning get my belt on properly and. and I uh, made sure he was appropriately addressed for, right. for helping citizens. That's right. And so I was opening doors for people, and I was, excuse me, sir, excuse me, ma'am, citizen, do you need any help here? And it was, you know, I was a little nervous about putting on the costume, not really a cosplayer. But once I got it on, I, I was kind of like, I don't think I want to take it off. I was kind of having fun. Yeah. I was kind of fun doing it, right? Well, that's so. the thing about cosplay is because you like playing a different role. It is. For a little bit, you're a little, I'm a little different character, right? How was the booth, the BGG booth with you doing the interviews with it? I, I was a little nervous about it. I think I told you. I wasn't sure. Should I wear it? Will distract from what we're doing? Um, but it was fun, and I think people had fun with it. And we were still able to show all the games and stuff and, and have a pretty good time there. So, Did you see anything cool? I did. I saw one game in particular I wanted, I wanted to mention was a game called Symphony Number no. 9. And it is from a company called Mo, Moy Ideas. And I think it's like M-O-A-I-D-E-A-S. Anyway, this is a game where you are rich nobles and you are investing in famous musicians from back in the day, like Beethoven and Handel and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're basically investing in them so they can compose music, classical music, and then release that music. And then you're trying to uh, basically bribe or uh, influence the royal court to play those songs so they gain a no- notoriety. And um, I just thought the whole, the, uh, the theme of it was quite unique and different. And every little piece of it that they described as, as, uh, as we went along just sounded like it all connected perfectly together. And even like funny little things like if you keep investing in, in one of these musicians over and over and over again, they will die eventually because you'll have exhausted them from all the work. And I was like, it's like it took a turn during the, the, the preview. Like, wait, what? They die? Well, yes, you're just, you're working them into the ground. And this other thing of like, you might run out of money. Lots of games have ways you can get money. You know, like maybe take a loan or there's an action, you get money. Well, in this game, you start with some some fine furniture and you can just sell your furniture. <laughs> Sell, sell your fancy dresser and get get some money or whatever. Anyway, I just thought it was, it's a it's a smaller company, and the game interests me. And they're already sold out over their booth, which is disappointing. But I'm going to see if I can I can track down a copy uh, at some point to, to check it out for myself. So I actually saw them today. They're like sharing a booth with TMG. There's that's right. They're sharing a booth with Tasty Mystery Games, and they've done that for a few different conventions. So I'm not sure exactly what the relationship is. They're not really a part of Tasty Mitchell Games as far as I know, but they've been they've been obviously collaborating in some way. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I remember uh they had a big sign up. We're sold out, you know, yes. can't get can't get any more. And I was I I was kinda hoping it was more along the lines of like making music as opposed to like the you know investing in musicians yes. but i still look it's a unique theme yeah it, again just had lots of interesting little elements there some of the musicians get more popular as time goes on some get less following their historical trends and so on so anyway something to potentially check out i'm certainly going to try they have a few copies saved uh, for people who pre-ordered but if those people don't show up then they'll sell those copies on sunday to people maybe like me so we'll mm, see nice what about you guys see anything interesting today well, the big thing was that the Broken Token cut us and got and prepared the Squirrely Awards for us to give out today. Oh, so you had actual like uh, reward trophies. We, trophies. Oh, yes, we, yes. we didn't show you these. I, I got to see the, at the, well, as we get into uh, tonight. You, you oh, know, that's right. That's display. right. Yeah. 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 So Broken Token. So we went around early this morning. We 
giving out these squirrely awards. We went to the CMON, gave they received two awards for L- Lorenzo and Ethnos. Yep. And then we went over to Osprey Grant Games and they for um, the re-release of London. Right. They got their reward. We get went to Renegade, uh, gave them f- an award for uh, a sy- sentient. I'm sorry. How do you pronounce that again? Did you say ascendant? <laughs> Did I say it wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're so tired. I don't care. Sentient. Sentient. How about that? Okay. So we gave him that. Sentient. That's what I usually say. <laughs> sentient. Is that a good sentient or not? <laughs> so, I mean, we, we had fun with that, and we they were very all appreciative of us giving that out. We went up to CGE and gave Paul the award, and he says, well, come with me. Here's the guy from, here's the head honcho. Here's, here's the head of CGE. Oh, really? CEO. Yeah, CEO. And we told him what it was, and he just sat there with this really blank look on his face like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> okay, can we get a he picture? Didn't, he didn't realize what a prestigious award this Can we was. get a picture? It was like, he said, I, I guess so. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just really weird. <laughs> so, and I said, can you wait till we, but don't throw it away until we leave? He said, I'll probably throw it away before. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh my God. He was <laughs> laughing. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. One booth was using it to hold up a display. No. <laughs> oh, no. oh, my goodness. So that's about the respect wow. that we, wow. we get. Yeah, last night, Bonacore begins to introduce us. Today, people are using our awards <laughs> for propping prop. up <laughs> stuff. Uh, but, uh, one, one person said when it gets cold, he's got kindling now. Oh, so. my goodness. <laughs> but they're, they're Unbelievable. Actually, actually broken. They, they are beautiful. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're super really nice. nice. They're they're really super, nice. And then Isaac was Isaac Childers came to the party, which we'll talk we'll about. We'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm so, so down yeah, for tonight. Yeah, but anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> we did get to uh, demo a uh, prototype of a game that's coming out uh, from Colossal Games mm-hmm. in October on Kickstarter. It's called um, Mezzo. Yes, Mezzo, uh, which is uh, like uh, is is Incan or Aztec type theme, mm-hmm. uh, a South American uh, uh, theme, and um, it's an area control game. To me, Tony, it had a feeling of like the the way you play was almost like blood rage. You're trying to uh, go into certain areas and try to take over areas, yes. and the areas you fight in is random each turn, kind of like uh, in blood rage. Remember when at the end of the round there's going to be uh, what was it called? The um, reckoning. The not yeah, reckoning. No. Oh, far. Uh, it was what was it called, uh, Rodney? What, what are we talking about? On blood rage, when at the end of a round, when oh. it's going to be destroyed. Oh, good gosh. Uh, wow, it's late. Okay. So now we're all forgetting things? Yeah, we're all forgetting things. So in this one, is it's, it's like the place that you're going to be going uh, to fighting. Why are they going to Valhalla? What, What's that called? Uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yes, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Thor. Ragnarok. Okay. And um, But Helm has had like a Kemet type feel yes, to it also. Yep. But anyway, so it's an area control game where you uh, combat against each other. or Whoever has the majority there wins. But what was neat was is like there were three ways to win in that. Whoever had the most in there won, uh, had the most strength in there won, but then whoever had the most priestess uh, got to activate a special ability. Whoever had the most warriors got to activate a special ability. And then there was this thing of um, uh, working through the temple, gaining, not favor, honor, uh, what was it? The, well, the, not the no, you're moving up the uh, the pyramids, and oh, you're trying yeah, to gain. Wow, yeah. this was really this is the wrong time to be recording this. <laughs> you moved along the track, trying to get the different lo- devotion. Ding 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 ding. And all these little nice little mechanics in there. I think the main thing was is you, everybody had a, a deck of cards, and they were different between players. It was an asymmetric type game. You draw three cards, and you pick which one that you want to use. And there's three actions on that card, and you pick 
two to choose each round. Okay. I don't know. I know that's like people are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so he likes to explain it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be coming out in October. Keep an eye on it. And if think, you like area control games with a little bit of a twist, I think this is it. And a notable thing, the designer is John Cloudus, who designed uh, Omen Reign of War. So if you're familiar with that card game, yes. this is like a big board game from him. So yes. that'll, yep. be, that'll be interesting. And we backed Omen. Yes, yes. we did. We mm-hmm. backed Omen. And I mean, the, the miniatures so were beautiful. So did I. So did you. So yep. yeah, the, the miniatures are beautiful. But the go back to where you're saying about the strength thing is it was interesting that the victory chip in the area allowed if you had the most strength you got those victory points i mean victory points win it and then you got to do the special powers and uh it was it clicked with me oh you liked it eh? i I understood i understood what the mechanisms were and how to accomplish what i needed it was not a complicated game to understand i'll admit when um travis was explaining it to me i'm like okay my eyes are glossing over stay engaged stay engaged but once Mm -hmm. you started playing it but once we got that first you do this oh oh and you want the priest to go there because you get additional victory points and then the actions on these cards can really screw you over and piss you off yeah but i was okay with that (laughs) i was comfortable with it it didn't make me grumpy because i knew i had one too that could screw somebody over anything by john cloudus i'm in so it's yeah, and I do think, like I said, it reminded me of Blood Rage because there's three ages like there is in Blood Rage. Right, okay. There's a the concept of Valhalla, except in their culture, where uh, when warriors, they die and go, they go there, but there's a way to retrieve them back and put them back into your okay. supply later okay. on. So I had all these sorts of mechanics in there. But it was neat to sit down and demo something that's going to be coming out um, uh, later from them. Uh, we also got to talk to uh, Justin Gray about uh, the new Ascension expansions and the Shards of Infinity expansions are going to be coming out. And those sound really cool. And one of the things we had asked for in Shards of Infinity was unique player powers per person. Boom. And they're he there. said that's going to be coming. Boom. Oh, nice. Okay. They're coming, and the new Ascension expansion takes one of the actions that I love most from Dreamscape with the insight, And but now he's added a dice, and everybody knows how much I love my dice. And so base, basically, you can use insight to roll dice, and you get various bonuses from that dice roll. So do I want to activate powers or whatever? So that's the next expansions that are coming out for mm-hmm. Ascension. And I asked Justin, you know, how many more expansions do you have because i think we're up to 13 14 15 and so he says i got a bunch wow <laughs> so he's he's just going to keep building right. on that and go from there so yeah and he and he showed us a book he wrote yeah if, if you're wanting to go into game design it was like tips on game design oh really interesting. yeah okay it looked look kind of interesting hey and tonight uh we got to sit down and play a railroad tycoon from uh, uh forbidden games it was a railroad tycoon or railroad rivals it was Railroad Rivals, which is a simpler version of Railroad Tycoon, <laughs> both designed by Glenn Dover. Glenn Dover, Glenn Dover. <laughs> Send everybody over. <laughs> okay, wow. it's, it's giddy time. It is, it is giddy <laughs> anyway, time. It's, it's a little light uh, economic train game. <laughs> Editor Marty here. While putting this episode together, I realized we said the designer Glenn Drover's name wrong several times. We know it's Drover. But for some reason, we said Dover, and the only excuse I have is it was late at night, we were tired, and we were exhausted. So, big apologies to Glenn Drover. Now, back to the show. Uh, Had you guys done a demo of it before? Yeah, yeah, we did. didn't know the rules when we sat down. Yeah, Yeah. they showed us a a quick demo. It's a tile placement, and uh, you're you're connecting your tiles together and transporting goods across lines Mm -hmm. with the whole goal of trying to drive up stock prices. And then over the course of the game, you're collecting those stocks and at the end of the game if you have you know a lot of stocks and a high valued stock well then you're going to win the game uh, and I rodney won people rodney i did won. Oh, and yeah, i don't you did. i don't even know how i did it <laughs> <laughs> i am um, 
it was it was interesting. Lance came by. Lance, uh, uh, undead Viking uh, with TMG. He came by and he said, "This is kind of like a very simplified 18xx game." And I went, "I've never played an 18x game, uh, so maybe this is a, a little step into that world if you're interested." Did you guys both enjoy it? it Seems like you did. I did. I, I did. My strategy didn't pay off because near the end of it, when we were placing the city tiles at the end, I could. I f- realized that I did not have the goods in the right place, nor did I have the right city tiles right. to push up the stocks I wanted to push up that I was collecting because everybody else was gathering onesies and twosies in the New York stock. I didn't get a chance, and that really messed me up at right, the end. Right. So, But, yeah, I, I, I did enjoy it. I, I'm glad we went and did the demo. I'm glad we got the game. I, I can't wait to play it again. I think, I, I think this is a and very good And you love your game. trains. I so. love my trains. <laughs> Railroad, Railroad. And then you played a... a Ticket to Ride, New York, with Joel, Eddie. Ticket to Ride, New York, I think we were done. We started that game after y'all started um, Don't Believe Me, um, Don't Mess with Cthulhu. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's right. Don't Mess with Cthulhu. Don't Believe Rodney because he cheats. Um, (laughs) We started that. After you started that game, Joel and I finished right as y'all were finishing up. It's that. very quick. It's like a 15 to 20 minute game. The, the new ticket yeah. to ride New York. It's very quick. No very, more trains, but taxis. Taxis. Right? So I guess if you want to break out a ticket to ride, you got 15. This is their filler game for ticket to ride. I, I did ask Joe, why do you think they did that? He said, I guess they just wanted a filler version of a ticket to and ride. It's very game. small. It's a very small box too. Very yes. portable, much more portable for travel and that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, plays up to four players to say all the rules are, Pretty much They're the same. Exactly identical, except for one little twist where uh, certain routes, when you complete them, you automatically get a bonus point or whatever because of the way it's marked on the board. The, the but way otherwise, it's marked the exact same game. Yeah. It's the exact same game. I guess we got to talk about the other thing that happened tonight. Go ahead. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse from tonight because of all the screaming and cheering <laughs> that occurred at the end of the strike tournament. That's right, for another year. It will be known as Gladiators in an Arena! As it should be. It was the right outcome, really, Marty. Unbelievable. (laughs) I had Isaac Childress representing Dice and the Bowl in the finals, and I thought, I got this. I got this. Chiswick doesn't lose anything. anything. Except for a strike. (laughs) (laughs) And it was quite a final. Now, I wasn't close by for the final match. I saw some of the ones leading up to it. Was it quite a a close match in the final? It it was. To be honest with you, I think when it got down to the final two, it was Melissa and the uh, the gentleman who won the game. Is is it Brad? Brad. 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 And, uh, I, I mean, it was one of those things. Melissa was, I thought, way ahead in dice count. Yes. But then all of a sudden, Brad was like, toss a die. And it matched. Toss a die. So he was gaining one die every round. And she was having to toss a couple just to break yes, even. I yes. thought, oh, man, attrition's happening. She, he's starting to get, and sure enough, he just eventually just wore down. Right. I, was, I, like, I wasn't close enough to see the match, but from where I was, I could see the, like, the life draining out of Marty's face. Like the color was just Oh, going. it was horrible. <laughs> and here's the thing. Isaac got stuck with the person before him. I think it was Brad. Matched everything, and then Isaac had to throw all oh, of his man. dice oh, in. Yeah. I think, like, so only, good. Only two die match. Oh, and it was no. like, oh. And it was early in the game, too. Yeah. And you guys, you had matches going... You know, throughout the evening, everyone who came was able to play, mm-hmm. and so throughout 
the mealtime, you'd hear sh- shouting and it hollering. Was. People were playing, and it was really great. Was yeah, good. so we had this big uh, room. Uh, at the old spaghetti factory. The old spaghetti factory. I don't know if it was like a ballroom. There's a lot of tables in this in this private room, and uh, people came in. They sat down, and as they they ordered their food, they got salad and an entree, and we just had multiple copies of Strike. And Rodney, thank you for teaching the game at oh, the yeah, beginning. It was fun. Yeah. And then what we did is we just took the games that we had, and we went to a table and said, "Okay, y'all play a game. Tell us who win." Uh, one and then we after they were done I took it to another table and we went through all the tables got all the winners from all the tables we played a second round and then that ended up in the final so I think it went smoothly um, I think people enjoyed the meals so a, a big thank you to Old Spaghetti Factory that was smooth as silk yeah they did a great they, job they, yeah. they got everybody their salads they cleaned it up they got everybody the entrees they got everybody desserts service was great Food was amazing. Great. Yeah, everyone had a good time. Yeah, that was and, my sense of it anyway. And like yeah. you said, you could tell what tables were playing strike <laughs> yes, because they yeah. were yelling and shouting, having a great time. Thank you to all the publishers that donated yeah. uh, uh, gifts, and it was like wow. a Portal games and Inside Up games and Capstone games and the Gray Fox games, Restoration games, Plan B, Plan B, Isaac. Uh, uh, Isaac Childress donated a Founders uh, Miniature Market. Uh, uh, gave everybody bags. bags yeah, Those are great. sweet canvas yeah, bags really everybody well got. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you mention Stronghold? I'm sorry. I did not mention Stronghold. Thank you. You did uh, that because he didn't mention you guys, didn't you? Yeah. No. Yeah. no, no. <laughs> Steven's <laughs> no. generous as always. Uh, a 12. A big, uh, Thing 12 games. Thing 12, yeah. That, uh, donated some stuff. Uh, then, of course, Game Toppers gave us a, a play mat along with... Uh, uh, three of the bags. Three, three insulated bags. Yeah. Like you can store your frozen foods in when you go to the grocery store. Broken Token gave away two fifty dollar gift certificates. Oh wow, decent to their really nice. uh, yeah. So great support, Rodney. Thank you for watch it played supporting us. It was um, a pleasure. Yeah, early on when uh, we wanted to do it, I mean Rodney kind of brought strike into our life. So it's like <laughs> we wanted. I'm to partially say, to blame for some of this. Yeah. Rodney, do you want to be a part of this? And and you gracefully gracefully said yes. And this was early on. And then Tony, you did an amazing job with logistics and finding the place to run this and we found out you know what we're gonna have to have everybody put a little money into this to be able to come to this event but we did the one that had to pay the full price so we said you know what we'll cover the difference rodney you found out about that and said let me help let me help thank you so much thank you so much to Chaz, who runs pod pledge and when we sold our tickets he came back and said let me guys let pod pledge help you guys out too uh, so we just want to do it so that it was a very affordable event so that everybody can come and enjoy a meal for just 10 bucks and have a good fun for two hours. And I don't want to, there's one other person I want to especially Rob Orn. Okay. Oh my gosh, yeah. Rob. Amazing. So he comes up to me and says, uh, and I didn't know how to go about awarding this, but Rob, Rob Warren, Warren, if you don't know, he has a uh, YouTube channel where he does a lot of miniature games yeah. and, and painting. Rob's painting a tabletop world. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, and, go ahead. And, no, and he said, uh, to help you guys out, I'm going to donate a, a game, a miniature game of a winner's choice, and I'm going to paint it. I'm, I'm like, Rob, no, that's, that's too – he said, no, I've got this. It's good. What you guys have just done here tonight, that, that's what we're going to do. And it wasn't, it wasn't like – I thought he was like, okay, you know, send me your game, and I'll paint it. Rob said, no, no, no. You pick a game, I'll buy it, I'll paint it, and send it to you. Yeah, that uh, Rob's a Rob's a big strong dude. You know, he's like a big 
weightlifting guy, but he's got a big heart in there too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank goodness because he carried our canvas bags. <laughs> it's true. From, all right, so Miniature Market had our bags, and when we went over there to get them, it, they were using the boxes as a prop for something else. Right. They had something standing on it. They said, it's going to take us a while to get to it. And they said, how about if we have Rob bring it? I said, how many boxes is Oh, one. I said, okay, cool. We get there. It was two boxes. Wow. And those things were probably were 30 to 40 pounds dense. a yeah. piece. Yeah. And he carried both. <laughs> I said, Rob, you got another workout day. He said, I had like three workouts a day because <laughs> of those things. Well, he always jumps in and helps. Yes. He always look, how can I help? How can I assist? Uh, really good guy. Now, I'll admit, Rob's a big guy, but me lugging five boxes of moon pies over there in a big BGG bag, that was no small feat, thank I, you. I, I, have pictures, I have pictures of that. I have pictures. I'll, I'll tweet it out. You were definitely pulling your load, that's for sure. Uh, but then again, of course, um, Restoration Games came over with the new Dark Tower poster. Yeah, it was announced that uh, Dark Tower was being co-designed by Rob Davio and Isaac Childress. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that pairing. Oh, That's you cool. never heard I, this. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear. I you didn't, didn't hear, hear that? No, no. Oh, I'm wow. hearing it first here. <laughs> we dropped bombs. <laughs> <laughs> we knew something, Rodden. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the big announcement they had today. Uh, okay. Basically, Dark Tower's coming. A lot of people expected that. They didn't expect two of the more popular designers yeah, no to be working. Because, you know, Dark Tower is, while very impressive and stuff, there's not much of a game there. Right. It's, it's kind of a, you know, lucky game. It's not... It's not very good rules wise, and so now you got these two guys working on it to make it something more. Uh, that's oh, that's going to be exciting. pretty good. And there were two more things, and then we got to wrap this up. Sure, because I can watch the glaze across from my um, co-host over there <laughs> as they get tired because it was a long day. It was. A, I mean, it's we a started. Big day. Out, I, I got. I was up at six thirty. So I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I told you, you just hit me and I'll stop snoring. Uh, it's okay. It's all right. Um, but one of the things I do want to mention. You and I had nostalgia. No, do you want to do this now or save it for tomorrow when we find well, we'll out more details? We'll save it for tomorrow. We'll, we'll oh, come back. Hang come back. on to two ha- minutes, everybody. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. It's on pins and needles. <laughs> in like three it's minutes from now, you'll be hearing all about it. Yeah, and we'll tell the story of how the... <laughs> yeah, Tony squealed. Tony literally squealed when oh. we saw a certain vendor today. And it was funny. I was talking to Mark Street from Board Game Corner. We were sitting there talking. And Mark said, did you see that? And I see this vendor. I went, holy crap. And I said, wait till Tony sees this. Well, this isn't and- fair. The listeners are going to hear in two minutes. I got to wait 24 hours. That's okay. <laughs> oh, crap. We even forgot. Uh, Ravensburg. And- oh, oh right yes it, oh my god oh, yeah we gotta say this so, so robinsburg who is the people who make strike right is now coming out with a new version of the game called impact uh which is uh i'm not sure what the theme is a space uh it's more of a meter magical cross. kind of a magical yeah. sort of yeah. thing yeah so they had a what early copy early design there's two in existence there's two in existence, two in existence. that's it and they gave one of them to the winner of the strike competition. Amazing. Very generous. Uh, we, that really was cool. so nice of them. Uh, we were not expecting that. No, no, Didn't they I, just pull you aside and say, uh, here's something we want to do? Yeah, and I looked at I, I was like, Andre, no. He's like, no, this is, th- what you are doing here is incredible. I said, Andre, n- this is, in, no, this is beyond generous. Right, right. I mean, this is So this only is two in existence. Yeah. And the winner, who represents Gladiators and Arena, has yeah. one of those copies. <laughs> That How was really cool, cool is that? That was really cool. Yeah. I mean, so, so that, I guess that goes back to just to tell you, this community that we are all taking part in, there's a ton of generosity. It sure there. is, yeah. People Based really on great. all the other stuff you may read on Twitter, Reddit, whatever, there is more good, I think, than bad. 
I would agree. Oh, amen, one hundred percent. So, and 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 we've seen I, again. Gen Con is this wonderful thing where people come together and have fun. I mean, you had all those people there together, night sitting at tables. A lot of them didn't know each other. You throw a game in front of them. People, no matter who they are, their backgrounds, what they think, they sit down and enjoy a game together, and it just brings right, people it together. A common ground. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Did he just say? If you throw a game in front of him and we put strike in front of him, so did he just not by corollary? He did equate strike as a game. Thank which, you. Yeah, I, I did catch that. We're winning him over slowly, it's probably, slowly, but probably more of a game uh, than the mind. But the last, uh, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. It's too late for okay. this. We, can't get down this. Uh, he, we had a lot of fun with the mind when we first got here. Me, Rodney, and um, Jamie. That's right. We had a great time. We, oh, we had a great time. Which so uh, some of us like fun. I don't know. Some of us uh, like some, fun. But the other big news was stronghold. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I did hear about this. This was surprising. I had a press no, release about it. That, yes. So, um, indie, indie boards and cards, cards indie Stronghold boards and, cards. and Action Phase Games are now under an umbrella called Indie Games? I didn't actually read the press release. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was just, but I mean, to the point is that, it, that they're, kinda, they're emerging they're, or joining together in some way. Yeah. You know, to it, try to work together. Yeah. Yeah. Which you're seeing a lot weird. of these companies do, right? Oh, um, yeah. As as the hobby grows and they need to take up more space, joining forces like that can be a strategic uh, thing for the companies involved, right? So I imagine that's what they're trying to capitalize on here, right? Yeah. And I think from from an any standpoint, they are going to build off of Steven's charisma. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he'll continue to be sort of the face. Of he'll that probably be the group. face. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure who's running the company. I think, I think, I think it was uh, Travis. Travis, Travis is, is running. Is sort of the CEO. Travis right? and his last name is. Sorry, there's that bus. <laughs> right over you. I don't know. I can't remember his last name right now. Ragnarok. Sure. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that would be an amazing you know, last well, time. Well, Ragnarok. I still don't know where my sleep shirt is. <laughs> it would be amazing if someone had a business card holder, if he could find that, and we'd pull out Travis's business card. I don't have it. Why didn't you get it? From who? From Travis. We were right there with him. That's different Travis, dude. That's Travis Chance. Oh, I thought that was the same. I thought you were talking about Colossal Games. I thought you were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Make it end. We will. Well, okay. All right. So, anyway, we've lost Rodney. He's Tweety Birdie right now. <laughs> He's on his phone. I still got like an hour it's left over. of tweeting to do oh, before yeah, I go to can, sleep. Can you do it now before you open up your iPad? It and is getting worse, isn't it? I know normally off. beside Marty, I, you know, we have to share a bed or a bedroom. I, I try to keep, keep to my 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 iPhone. And last night I had my nice big You're pulling out his iPad going. over here. <laughs> he doesn't dim the light either. It's like, how does, it's like a searchlight going on. It's like <sighs> lighthouse going on over here. But there's a lot of things can, going on. You can bring ships into harbor over here. (laughs) (laughs) So tomorrow is... Travis Worthington! (laughs) Travis Worthington! So tomorrow is... Sorry, Travis. So tomorrow is approaching quickly. Saturday will be upon us. Roddy must get to sleep. So does Marty. So hopefully some of his uh, brain cells, neurons, will fire tomorrow. (laughs) You ain't kidding. (laughs) And so it'll be our final day, final day of recording. And we'll be wrapping this up tomorrow. So, And don't forget the little tease. We'll talk about the special nostalgic thing. If you remember. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what were we supposed to go look at? All right, gentlemen, you ready to go to bed? I sure am. All right. Makers of the incredible book stand, the Squirrely Award, <laughs> thebrokentoken.com. The First off, their Scythe Master Organizer uh-huh. sold out 
in two days. Oh, it did. I didn't it's realize gone. that. Yeah, it's gone. It's out here at Gen Con. So the only way you're going to get it is go to their site, do an order. Now, is that the BrokenToken.com site? I think that's the BrokenToken.com okay, site. Have you heard of that site? It's called the BrokenToken.com. I have, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, I, you know well, why I know? I, I called them up and ordered myself a squirrely. You did? <laughs> so, did you get a new book? <laughs> he, he needs a shim for his door. It, it's, it's leaning a little Listen, bit. are you disappointed you didn't win a squirrely? Just contact the Broken Token and have to bring you up one. <laughs> <laughs> My table's a little unlevel. Where's that Squirrely Award? Right. Shove underneath there. But just aside from the uh, just aside from the Squirrely, they also have some incredible. Marty and I were sitting there while we were waiting on them to get get the gift cards ready for us. Marty and I were dumping dice in the dice uh, towers. The dice towers. The dice yeah. tower. Oh, they are so oh. nice. Uh, the, the the elder sign insert. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Have you seen this? No, thing? I haven't seen oh, this. It's this oh. beast. It's this beast of an insert for elder sign that holds everything. Yeah, it's not. Well, it needs it too because there's so many expansions for elder sign. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and, I, yeah. and I said, uh, <clears throat> what about uh, maybe Mansions of Madness, Elder Charge, yeah. and, and and Tiffany who is uh, works there? She said, Oh, just wait. Yes! Oh, it's, not, it's not necessarily confirmed, but it's like if you're going to tease, it, it's a little tease and maybe Mansions of Madness, and that it I needs could it. Use. It needs it. Yes, definitely. And, and stay tuned; they are redoing their site, so be sure to go out to thebrokentoken.com with improved sites. You'll you'll enjoy it based on what Tiffany was telling us. So be sure to go. I don't know if you've heard this; it's at thebrokentoken.com. Gentlemen, yeah, hey. we are here Sunday morning, bright and early at <laughs> 1 a.m. Well, Marty and I are afraid to go to sleep. You should be. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about how our day started off. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, Marty, shall we? So, oh, well, well, let me start off by saying I was up at 5.30 on Saturday morning. Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. My day started off with waking up. And Tony was sitting over on the side of the room staring at us as Rodney and I slept. And that creeps me out. Yeah, a little bit. Well, you didn't know I was not there in the bed, first off, because you were sneaking out. Well, no, that's true. That's true. Actually, yeah. I got up. Yes. And um, I, I thought Tony was still asleep. And actually, I wasn't even in the room. So oh, you weren't even? Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was, like trying to be, here. I was trying to be quiet. I was getting up before Rodney. We have a little schedule of I'll get my shower, then Rodney gets his shower. Yes. And I go in the bathroom, and there's a wet towel in there. I'm like, how'd this get, well, in? How'd this get yeah. in here? So then I, I thought, well, Tony must have taken a shower. I'm like, but when did Tony take a shower? And then I come out, and he's just sitting over there in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. How long have you been there? <laughs> it's like since 530. Yeah. I went. This is getting weird. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? I was sitting there thinking, he's trying to think how he would murder us yes. in sleep. Yep, man. It would even, not be been, hard. He had been analyzing how we were sleeping, our body yes. positions. He was looking at you yeah. and how you put your arm, arm over, over your overhead. forehead. I mean. He's like, Rodney might be a little harder to kill. He's, he's kind of po- poised to strike if he wakes up <laughs> yeah. with his hand up. <laughs> but Marty, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's on, he's on his belly with his face buried in the pillow almost. He'll just take one more pillow. And he is gone. <laughs> and if he scoots over in the middle of the bed again, yeah, you're looking forward to your own bed, aren't you? Oh man, yeah. Just, so we just have out of these oh. twins. Yeah, we've got two beds. <laughs> fools? Are they fools? fools? I don't know. They're, they're, fools. they're fools. And and Tony's a pretty large guy, and I try to hug the side of the bed. Yeah, these are but snuggle I guess, size. They're I guess snuggle I, size. I guess I don't. <laughs> I don't realize I'm not hugging the side of the bed. I'm just thinking, poor Vanessa. Well, we got a king bed at the house, so I'm not messing with her. So, yeah. there. So well, you got dogs that join you. 
That's true. And the dogs sleep between us. So. so there you go. There's what he's used to snuggling against the dogs. But listen, it's 123. It's 123. Listen to us. We got some energy. We got a little bit of energy. It's because we're punchy. I took a power nap today. You, oh, you took a power <laughs> nap. Yeah, well, oh, I'll catch up with you and Jamie later. He was gone. I went here to drop off some stuff. Oh and, I thought, and I thought, I could. I'll just set my alarm for 30 minutes. <laughs> and, then, and then I get up and leave to go meet them. As soon as I hit the convention center, Tony says, I'm at the room. It's like, yeah, I just left <laughs> the room. Each other. Oh, there was uh, no miss. <laughs> <laughs> I did explore today. I went out to the Lucas Oil Field. Have y'all oh, been there? Did? No, I haven't been. Uh, so I went out there just to see what it was like. I'm yes. not sure what was set up on the floor, but they've done a really nice job of setting up the entire football field uh, with, with uh, vendors. And it looks like just a lot of for playing games and stuff. It's a really nice little area. Well, you know what? It's interesting you say that because I didn't make my my way over there. It's a funny psychological thing. It feels like a long ways away, but it's not. Like, how long did it take you to walk there? I'm saying, like, if people would know, if you come out of the vendor hall, Mm. there's like a little uh, go underground and you go down underneath the street and come right back up in Lucas Oil Field. It's really not that far of a walk. And as you go along, there's vendors along the wall. I found a little arcade area. Along the the hall, there's like old 80s and 90s arcade games they had set up you could play. Yeah. Well, there's a whole room of the arcade, so they even got even more of those over there. Okay. Yeah, but that that arcade may be something else. But they anyway, they just had the line, and then they had some vendors set up. The five hundred first Legion, you know what that is? The Star oh, Wars yes, cosplayers. Yes, right, yeah, yes. those were set up out there. So okay, we're going to just wrap it up right there. Nah, <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> you look like you're about to fade there a little bit. No, me. I was sitting there. I was actually I was thinking about you know we started the day we were when after you recovered from being scared to death yes. this morning, you and I bolted over to the. Conventions. Uh, yes, we did. So we teased this last night, which was just a couple minutes ago. That's yes, right. it was. <laughs> about something <laughs> that we were excited about. So uh, a couple days ago, I was standing at the uh, trash can in the middle of the aisle. Now, Ronnie, I don't know if you know this, but okay. a trash can in the middle of the aisle is a safe zone. Oh, it's the, oh, I use it all the time. Yeah, okay. So there is, the, there is a little trash etiquette. If yes. you're going to use the trash can, let me a, go, uh, go it's, it's, a, it's a buffer because people yes. have to go around the trash anyway, can. And yeah. if you if you sidle up to the trash can. Not at the chute, but at the clothes. Yeah, but that's I'm just the saying, etiquette. you got to make sure. Etiquette. you got to stay on the side away from the chutes. So you're not in people's way or trying to throw garbage. they got to go around the garbage anyway. Right. So you're not really in the way. Nope. Yeah. And you could just put your bag there and just yeah. stand there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I'll stand there. Mark Street from Bar- Board Game Corner yes. came over, and we were both doing the same thing. And I happened <laughs> to look over Mark Street's shoulder and saw a Something in the corner, I went, whoa, I didn't know that was there. I said, wait till Tony sees this. And what was it? So Tony comes back over. Yes. And I point, and Tony turns over and like, squee, and rushes over to a booth from Tudor. Tudor. Tudor, who is now making electric football, is it electronic or electric football games that we used to play in the 70s and 80s, the vibrating board. Do you remember those? Can you explain it to our listeners? Not everyone's going to necessarily know what this is. So it was a it was a metal board that vi- that vibrates, and you put uh, football players on there, yes. like little models. Right. And when it vibrates, they they move. Okay. They got right. little. They got little. The, the football players had little fingers on them. Okay. Well, little fingers. That sounds kind of weird. I mean, but, but that's what they were called. They were. The they little, were called. Yeah. Little, little prongs thing. or something. Little prongs, yeah. yeah. Little, and what you could do is there was a little dial, and you had rookie bases, and they represented all the NFL teams as long as uh, a red and a yellow team. And we had all different size stadiums. You had Super Bowl stadiums. You had all okay, kinds of crap. And so there's a, like a loose football in there bouncing around with actually, them or something. Uh, or? Actually, your quarterback, you put it on your quarterback. Oh, or, it's a felt ball. Fel- oh, it's a little felt okay, okay. ball. Now, when we were growing up, they were little sponge balls. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so we went over there and talked to them because we were geeking out. It's I was nostalgia. Out. Nostalgia. Yeah. 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 And if people have ever listened to our podcast in the in the past, we've actually brought that up, and we said right. we wish somebody would do this again. And lo and behold, this company picked it up and re-engineered it, redesigned it to make the football players more controllable. So they have little skids on the bottom of the football players that you can angle them a certain way so that they'll turn to the left, turn to the right, Right. spin in one location like the quarterback's not moving anywhere but just just spinning. So then you line them all up, turn them on, and they, they run a play, and then you pause and then you can try to actually pass the ball. Now, used to you actually physically try to – you had a spring-loaded arm on a little quarterback yes. and you try to fling it. But they have an iPad app now that kind of gamifies it. It says, you know, your quarterback has this stat and your receiver has this stat and it calculates the chances of him catching it. And you just like a dice roll almost. Then you press it and it says, you know, successful or not. And then you just move the ball to that yes. other player. Okay. And then what you do is you turn it back on it again and <laughs> it resumes. Yeah. And if, if the player runs out of bounds, he's out of bounds. If you touch by another player, then then he's, he's down. Okay. Like yeah. a tackle. All yeah. right. So for those of you who don't know anything about this and would like to see a demo of this, Rob Warren was over there and he videotaped the whole series of him talking to him. And he was geeking out just like us. Rob Oren? Did I get Rob's name wrong? Please tell me I didn't. Uh, Does Rob the- Oren look like Dan King? No, I'm talking about earlier, the guy from Miniature Market. Oh, I th- well, we, the reason why I say that, because Dan King was, was over there. there, and we were all geeking out three together. Right. So I didn't know Rob did anything. Oh, yeah, Rob went over there. He's already filmed it and posted a YouTube video. Okay. And I'm sure Dan will follow up. But um, Rob's already got it over there, and he was geeking out. He got his Seattle team. He, You know, you know Rob. He's he- not going to do anything small. Right, right. And so he's he's got everything set up. He's already ordered. He's ordered the big stadium. <laughs> of course he, he is. Go, he and I were talking, and he was showing it. And one of the coolest things is he was showing how the guy was demonstrating how he set this one little finger, and the guy ran a – a post um, pattern post pattern mm-hmm. and he ran in and did that and then he showed the quarterback tom brady spinning like <laughs> only tom brady can do sit and spin i don't know if that came out right so but and then they showed that and then they demonstrated the rules like how the rules if as long as a player's not touching another player on defense you may angle them toward the ball carrier right, okay and then you may move the um, wide receiver uh, so much of a turn they have a whole bunch of rules 60 i mean yeah this thing is huge they streamlined it because it used to be paying the buck because every time after the vibrated the board you had to reset everybody up and it took forever so with this the, you just leave it where where it's at well no actually with no. the ipad they give you 60 seconds so oh, you got to okay. quickly as you I can see. reset up your right, guys right. because the clock will go off and then then the play starts okay. so the ipad now controls the flow of the game Gives you timers that you must maintain, keeps with the score and everything like that. And they have the nice, like a cardboard stadium. You haven't seen this, have you? No, I haven't. This is all. You need to go check this out tomorrow if you have time. Yeah, yeah, I'll do my best. It's it's a football uh, board, and then had the cardboard stadium around it. And then they have a thing that holds the iPad that makes it look like a big scoreboard over the stadium. So, how expensive is this, This not including the iPad? 60 bucks for the base game. Oh, wow. Okay. That's it. And they have different sizes of player surfaces, they have three different sizes of stadiums. But sixty is the base game, and you said you said Rob's got a video of this. Rob's already so got a video. That's of it. Rob's tabletop world for anyone who's listening would like to look it up. Thank you very much, Mister you YouTube guy. <laughs> I appreciate. And I mean, you can get stickers for your end zones, and probably they have the, all the NFL teams. Uh, so they've had the NFL license. Oh, it's licensed. But, okay, but, very but cool. This, this is even better, and this is where Rob really yes. geeked out. What's yeah. this? They have these gray models that you can now oh, I now you can yeah. put together and sculpt and various things, and then paint them like players of today and one of the things they had and marty was like oh look at that 
They had put hair on it like Larry Fitzgerald from, uh, from the, the Arizona uh, Cardinals. Says, and he has long flowing hair out the back of his helmet. So somebody added hair to the back of it. Yes. So now there's this whole hobby aspect. You get it. You make it. You Customize prime it. it. You yeah. paint it. Then put the base on it to actually play in a real game. That's pretty cool. And there's leagues and all kinds of stuff. So they're trying to make a comeback, and we are very excited to and be part of And this is their first time at Gen Con. And they were excited to get any sort of reception because they said, we want to get back into this market. We This is a game now. This is actually kind of a board game. And we want to get back into this. So we're going to be working with Tudor and possibly covering the game in the future. So is, is this something that can be purchased outside of Gen Con right now? Are they already yes. in stores yeah, or I, from their site? or? And in the blog, I'll put a link to okay. the Tudor page and for everybody to click on. So if you go to RollDiceTakeNames.com, you can read our blog and then also click on the link. And... It still doesn't solve the problem of if one of your friends unfortunately drops something on the field after you got everybody set up and shakes the board. Yeah. Everybody moves. <laughs> sure. A little fragile that way. So anyway, that was what we were kind of geeking out. Uh, and it's, and cool. it's a nostalgia thing. It's just so funny that we, we had talked about it before. You, my friend, spent all day in the BGG sure booth again. Did you yes. see anything exciting? Uh, well, I, did, I did some more previews. Uh, actually, one of the things that was unexpected is uh, Jerry Hawthorne from uh, Plat Hat Games, uh, designer of Mice and Mystics and Stuff Fables. He wasn't on the schedule to stop by, but we had an opening because someone didn't show up and he came by with Comanauts, which is the follow-up to Stuff Fables. So we got to sit down and talk about that. This game has actually been in development for about three years, even before Stuff Fables. And he had to take a break from it for various reasons and then worked on Stuff Fables. So he's refined the system from what he's learned from Stuff Fables for this particular game as well, which will be coming out towards the end of this year if all goes well. It is similar to Stuff Fables in that it uses the book system for the scenarios. Right. Where Stuff Fables is meant for families with children, this is a more serious topic. Not not like a, a adult to the point of, I don't know, like extreme violence or anything like that, but just a more mature uh, subject matter in general. Right. You've got somebody who's in a coma and you're going in to try to wake him up from this coma and help him deal with a number of internal mental conflicts that he's having so he'll awake from the, uh, from the coma. So it looked, looked interesting. Again, Jerry Hawthorne is somebody who puts a lot of story and creativity behind the mechanics of the game. And I think we're going to see a lot of that coming out of this as well. And Stuff Able has been doing really, really well for them. Uh, they're now translating in a variety of different languages. So I think this will be another great follow-up to that series. I actually stopped by Plat Hat Games and ran into Colby. Colby Dalch, yes. who, who uh, was uh, heading Plat Hat Games. That's right. I'm not sure what his role is now since they were by Asmodee. But anyway, I just asked him how it was going. He says, great show so far. They sold out of, of Stuffed Fables. And uh, it seems like that they have a lot of stuff coming out in Q4. They sure do. They announced a lot of games like, just before Gen Con. Yeah, yes. and, and he actually said that. He said, if you'll notice, like every day before Gen yes, Con, we announced a new, announcement. A new game. Crazy. That was one of them. Yeah. Neon Gods was another. From Isaac Vega. Right. Uh, and, um, oh, uh, Gen 7, which a lot of people are buzzing right. about. They had and, demos of that. That's like the, the dead of winter in space. Right. Well, yeah. Except it's way more than that. It's the crossroad systems in space. Yeah. But he was telling me about some of the mechanics of it, and it's not the, simply a retheming. No, it's right, not. Right. And it's like these uh, scenarios that you run with splitting paths, where you have to choose which way you're going to go. There's no more traitor mechanic in the game. Right. Uh, there's still individual individual exactly individual yeah. <laughs> objectives that you try to achieve. Right. But the gameplay has been tweaked a little bit, so it's not just a retheme of right. Dead and Winter. And people were like, you know, saying, "When's this space setting going to come?" I think the reason they, it took maybe as long as it did is because they were doing more than just retheming it. You're right, creating a new system for the gameplay. And then, of course, we got to see one of our favorite designers, Emerson. Yes. Okay, moving on. 
<laughs> no, we spent a lot of time with Emerson. As always, Emerson was, he, he received his Squirrely Award. And yes, he, was, he did. Oh, good. And he was very appreciative of it until we left. No, we don't. We're kidding, Emerson. We know you appreciated the award, and we were so happy to present him that award. Unlike maybe Renegade Games, who was using the uh, Squirrely Award as for holding up books on a bookshelf. Yes, yeah. exactly. Osprey, yeah. Osprey still had it displayed. Yes, and, they did. And they had it out on Facebook and everything. Oh, right TMG on. had it displayed. Okay. Oh, for Gentis, because we went over there and presented it for Gentis, because they're now carrying it and going to come out with the delu- deluxified right. version. Yes. So we presented it to them. I backed Gentis because of you gentlemen talking about it, actually. Yeah. And I asked how far along is it? They're a little bit behind production, but um, but I can't wait. For, I, you haven't played, right? No, I haven't. I heard you guys talk about it. It sounded like you guys had a wonderful time with it. Oh. It really intrigued me. So I'm really interested to see what you think good, of it when, when it comes out. And then I guess the rest of the day was a blur because I- we walked around a lot. It was, it was yeah. one of those days you just walked around and and seeing the cool things and talking to people. Well, it was Saturday. It's hard to walk around and really... I mean, I, I visited the Saddlers about Street mm-hmm. Masters and talked to them for a little bit. And did you know Jamie and crew were in that last uh, Brook City, I believe it's called? Yes, yes, that's right. They were featured in it. Yeah. I forgot all about yeah. that. And, and, and I was with Jamie. Right. And look at that debonair young man right there or whatever <laughs> he was saying. I'm like, what? Oh my goodness! And they go, yeah. And there's the whole crew. I'm yeah, like, that's wow. Right. Ball pictured there. Tell you uh, a couple hot games that seems to be over the the course of a few days. One is you went early this morning to try to get a copy <laughs> of some Transformer yes. TCG cards because that was released here. Yes, I was hoping I, I got in line early. Um, I already have the starter decks, but they were releasing a special, I think, eighty card pack that you could get. The game's not due out until later, like uh, November time, I think, right? But so a chance to get eighty more cards I could actually use to customize my starter decks was kind of attractive to me. But there was a long line for it, and unfortunately, they didn't start that line until I had to go back to the BGG booth, so I wasn't able to pick it up. I don't think there'll be a chance for me to do it tomorrow, but yeah, that's that's another game. Look, speaking of nostalgia, Transformers, Generation 1, for me, I love those toys. I love that world when I was young, and I don't need to be sucked into another CCG, but because of the theme... I, I probably will fall at least a little down that rabbit hole. And I was going to say, the other game was actually the Age of uh, Sigmar Champion CCG. Yes. I don't know if you had a chance to walk by that booth, but every time, every Top demo it. table was crowded. Right. And it was like almost everybody would finish, get up, and go buy a starter deck. I mean, they're only 15 bucks, so it was very cheap to get into. Um, so that's another hot t- game, which is kind of unusual for TCGs to be hot. All of a sudden. I think you might have a word of warning for people about that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yes, I do. So here's the deal. Uh, this ga- uh, game we've talked about before is that the cards are scannable into your app to play, and they're, right. very, and they're unique. Uh, so I produced a video to come out on the release day kind of giving an overview of the game. Well, it looks like somebody, thanks, yeah. has scanned my cards from the video into their app so that I can no longer scan them. Right. So if you, dirty. if you have these cards and you want to share them on Twitter and social media, scan them in first or right. put your thumb or cover the edges of the cards where the markings are so that somebody can't steal it from you. The app that they use for scanning is really, really good. Yeah, you can put so. like six to eight cards on the table and just hold your phone over it and it starts just picking them up one by one and scanning them in. Yep, something to be cautious of. Yep, so just... Um, be careful. What? 
He, Tony's glazing over. He's been up since 530. <laughs> His eyes are open, but I think... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, how the CSI, if they would pick up on any suffocation traits. How do you <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's we're not even asleep it. yet. No, I don't know. He's thinking about when we're awake. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you got to plan ahead. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. I mean, I just I just can't help it. Now, I did stop by another booth, uh, Grail Games. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we played a game tonight, didn't we? Yes, we did. And the name of that game was? Yellow and Yanksies. Yanksies? Yanksies, I think it is. Yes. Yeah, yes. Which is like a follow-up to Ronokonitsia's Tigers and Euphrates, which people go gaga over, but I don't. you and I have never had a chance to play. I no, we haven't. Yeah, oh, I you haven't, haven't either. Okay. I, have, I have a copy of it I'm taking home with you, but I've, I've never played it, so I'm looking forward to it. That was one of those games I thought I got understood, and then I screwed up at the end. Marty got it. He had clicked for him, so I'm, I can't, I won't play this again. Yeah. That was it, fun. It was, it was, a, it was actually, it was a, it was a very fun game. Yeah. I think Joel, who taught you the game, Joel Eddie from uh, Drive Through Games, he'd said it's a game you need to kind of play once because mm-hmm. the teach will tell you what to do, but not how to do it well. You need to yeah. sort of see it happening, right? And it's one of those things that as he was teaching the rules, it's like, okay, I understand that this tile does this and this tile does that. I understand, but it's like, I don't know why that matters. Right. Why would I want to do that? Why yeah, would yeah. I ever want to do that? Yeah. So it took several rounds to go, oh, okay, I kind of see what you want to do. So after I was done, it's like the more I played, the more I liked it. Yes. When I first heard the rules, I was like, eh, I don't know, this Too sounds opaque. good. Yeah, yeah. But then as I played, it's like, okay, 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 <laughs> now I kind of see the appeal of it because Tigers Euphrates is a very popular game and while we were playing we did certain things that you may not have wanted to do just to see the effects like the battles it was a practice game yes like we just want to see what happens if I do this sort of deal so I'll be curious to get your take on it too since you've also never played Tigers Euphrates and see what you think yeah we talked to David a while and then this is where the kindness comes in again so I'm standing there and I go oh I'm so glad I found you and he, David goes, why? I said, because I wanted to pick up Crisscross, a uh, new, um, you know, rolling right. I love my rolling rights. And he goes, I've, I'm sold out. I went, oh, man, I can't believe that. He right. goes, I tell you what, I've got to go back to Australia. I don't want to carry all this stuff. Here's the demo. No, so, demo copy. And he's still got another day ahead of him. Yeah, he's, I mean, he, so was, his booth's going to be empty. Yeah. Well, so, he's very generous. A really nice guy. My oh, first yeah. time meeting him, he's just really personable, friendly guy. Yeah. So, so while we sit in the airport today, we're going to be able to <laughs> play a little crisscross. Play a little crisscross. Oh, cool. And we got some Keyforge decks. We can try those out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we He's found out the other night when we talked about this, we played it wrong. I, there was a couple, right. well, you hadn't played. There was a couple rules that I didn't catch, and yes. then you and Joel played again. Yes, because I there were some rules I hadn't caught the first right. time through, and it definitely made a big difference to our experience. Because the the game was dragging on for me. Well, it was dragging on because I wasn't playing it right. right so I'm right. really interested to try it again and see what I think. Perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And today was the parade. I didn't watch it. Cosplay Parade. Yep. I know you don't get into that, but I think it's kind of cool. I I appreciate all that they do because we had cosplayers everywhere. I mean, I've got a picture of uh, a a Stormtrooper Brigade. I don't know if that's what you call them so all the Star Wars people don't get on me. I mean, you had had the Stormtroopers, and then you had the, I guess, the commander, and then you had the guy who fired the... uh, uh, the big the gun the sure. guns yeah <laughs> the gun <laughs> the gun oh yeah I remember that it was in the Star Wars that guy who fired <laughs> the gun well he's the he's the one that's got the big black helmet with the big pointy oh, face and oh, fired oh, the gun he was the one yes. that was like firing the Death Stars the Death Stars yeah, he's yeah. like he was in that and then one of the things I told Marty about yesterday one of the guys ran by and it was Batman and he had a big black bomb oh perfect <laughs> Adam was, West and, and, and he was holding it over his head and I'm like 
why do I know this? And a guy standing beside me and goes, some days it's just hard to get rid of a bomb. <laughs> I went, oh, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's just so oh, cool good. that they catch that. A reference to this 60s show where the yeah. really dumb scene where Batman has a bomb and you don't know how to get rid it's of it. Well, it's from the movie. He, he, it's, that it's from the movie. That's right. He runs around the course like nuns or it's something. That, it's, that, it's that bowling ball style of bomb oh, from yeah. the cartoons or yeah. the fuse at the top of the string that's just yeah. slowly you know, igniting. That's oh, also man. the movie that introduced shark repellent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys. And some of the time they spent on those uh, costumes, I know it's way more than I would commit to it. And I applaud. It's, sure, it's, it's a really hobby. Talent. It's, a talent it's just too. like we yeah. like to sit down and paint miniatures and stuff. Yes. That That's their how they do their craft. Right. And, and they enjoy that too. And the reason why we're up so late is so we can digest an incredible dinner. Oh, yes, we did. We, we did. always yeah. love on the last night of cons. We've tried to make it a tradition now yep. to try to get as many friends as we can together to go out and have one last meal together. And we sure did. It was, it was a German restaurant, Rathskellers? Rathskellers, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it was yeah. really, really good. Tony's over here just drinking water. He's got the mic down on the bed like he's not even paying attention. I sometimes forget, I think he's forgetting we're on the podcast. <laughs> no, not really. No. I'm not having an issue here. Yeah, good German food for someone who doesn't. I mean, Marty said, I don't like German food. I'm, I'm not a big German food no, fan, no. but it was but good. It was okay. What did they bring to the table? Oh, now what they brought to the table, somebody told me, wait till you try the mustard. It's really good. It's a horseradish yeah, yeah. mustard, which I've never had before, and some hot pretzels. Oh, so good pretzels. That was good. No. That mustard was hot. Yeah, we had a little dip of that. It looked a little, little much. Yes, and their spackle was very good, and their that's red. That's what you cabin. put on walls, right? Oh, I had the schnitzel. You know, it was good. You had the schnitzel. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's just another, you know, great reminder. We have, you know, obviously in this these podcasts, we've been talking about the games we've been playing, and as everyone always says, the things you take with you are the memories of the times you spent with your friends around the table, yeah. laughing and carrying on. And, and, and oh, there was some laughing. Oh, there was. And we went to Maxine's for lunch again. But chicken I'm, and waffles. Chicken and waffles, strawberry waffles. God, Ain't you a, missed that? Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's, I wasn't able to get away from the booth for lunch times, but the, the meals in the evening yeah, were always I think it's been more good. time eating than playing games. <laughs> I think sometimes <laughs> you guys might be doing that, yeah. And then afterwards, we just sat outside and chilled for a bit and yeah. just talked for a little while. We had cigars and, no, uh, and, and, and Tony was not part of that. He said, yeah. I'm not going to do that. So we were just chilling outside. And finally, we go to the game room. It's like, where y'all been? Yeah. <laughs> I was leaving. Y'all, I know serious. you were leaving. And I, I was oh, like, you, were leaving. you were two minutes. <laughs> if you'd been two minutes late, you would not have seen me. I'd been gone. I'd be up here. Soon. And I was thinking, well, I should come back to bed and pack and prepare for tomorrow. And sure enough, we got all of us sucked into one, at least one more game and, it, and we had a good time and then we came up here and we played uh, Tetris with our suitcases. Yes, yes we did. Uh, what was that? What was that? Uh, were you playing the game with a pack? pack? Yeah, get packing. Get packing. Yeah, get That's packing. what we were doing. That's what we were doing, yes. In real life. Yeah, we thought we were going to have to ship some stuff out but I think, solved it, didn't I think Tony and I have, have figured this mm-hmm. sucker out with an extra carry-on for each of us and I think we do this without shipping anything. Well done. Yes. Now you, on the other hand, I was a little oh, over. Right. I didn't have as much luggage with me, unfortunately. I was, I was a little unpre- underprepared for that, so I might have to ship a couple things, or maybe just take them back to the booth and say thanks. But uh, maybe next time. I know there's going to be a lot of moon pies being thrown around tomorrow. <laughs> Twenty-four of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, I guess this is going to wrap up this another twenty. 20- yeah. 18, another 2018 Gen Con. Like we've had, <laughs> this is our fifth 2018 Gen Con. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I'm not coming to the sixth one. <laughs> so, and uh, Rodney, we want to thank you so much for, for coming on the show. This, like you said, the best thing about this is the memories and the friends and, and running into people. And thank you f- to all those who came up and, and, and talked to us and, and said thank you. And Tony and I had this really touching moment yesterday where this guy came up to us and thanked us for the show. 
and he was telling us how he had been going through some rough times over the past couple of years yeah. and that he could listen to us and get a little smile on his face. Right. And he said, you don't know how much that means to a person when they and you don't know what's going on, but I just wanted to thank you for just brightening up a couple minutes of my day every couple of weeks going through a rough time. And I thought that was just really that's, nice. You just never know how you affect people. That's, that's a two-way street. You know, yep. he, he, you know, obviously he, he was getting something from what you were doing and that kind of comment I'm sure meant a lot to you guys too. Right. So it's, yeah. uh, and I'm sure you had a lot of people coming up to you probably saying the same sort yeah, of thing. People are, are very gracious and kind with their comments and compliments. And it certainly means a lot. Yeah, definitely. Just remember this for one more year. It's gladiators That's in an right. arena. <laughs> gladiators Lord. in an arena. <laughs> Let's it. end on that high note. It is. <laughs> so why don't we just go to bed? Okay, you don't want to. Can you not think off the cuff? I mean, I, instead of. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm kind of scared now. <laughs> he said, go to bed. And then he has his dead. <laughs> I know. It's like, are you ready to go to bed? <laughs> I'm just wondering, can we stay up? I think we might be able to. Uh, yeah, I, I could, I could record a little more if you shifts. want. <laughs> well, so, yeah, y'all might want to. So instead, just keep rolling dice and taking, taking names. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Twitter at Dyson Names. Like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram, Dyson Names. Join our BGG Guild, 1589. And if you want to, you can support us on podpledge.com slash RDTN. Close your eyes. <laughs> Go to sleep. Somebody call the police. <laughs> Why not your iPad that lights up the whole freaking room? Good idea. <laughs> turn off your turn iPad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Gen Con's now over. You probably heard about all these excellent games that we've been talking about, and you're wondering, hmm, where can I get those? Y'all want y'all want wondering that? I know where to go, miniaturemarket.com. Oh, that's true. You can go to miniaturemarket.com where they have all these games are going to be in stocks at wonderful wonderful prices, and you always have shipping at $5.99 flat rate. Yes, it is. And I've learned it, and we'll talk about how that works. <laughs> yeah, we learned we learned a lot about the logistics of how that works. Or if you just uh, buy more than $100 worth of product, then it gets shipped for free. And one of the most neatest things, Rodney, about the miniaturemarket.com that yeah, I learned that? Don't give me don't give me that look. Don't don't no, I want to hear. because so, I'm just really confused about how it's the end of Gen Con and I'm still with you guys. Why am oh, yeah. I not back in Canada already? Because you wanted to stay warm because you know the snows are I, I really need to hear about this miniature market thing. So tell me. So I I, I asked Steve one thing. I said, Steve. Yes. You so mean the, the CEO of uh, Miniature Market? I think well, they're on a the first oh, name basis. Know, I know. It's like it's me and Joe. Joe. You know, Joe, Joe Magnello? No, yeah, we're I know. tight. I know you tell me all the time. Yeah. So we see the picture again? No. So Find it? You know how they have those huge clearance sales? Yes. So what you do is I get I get so mad because I put something in my cart and it's gone. So Steve explained it to me about the hold feature. All okay, right, where that? you you purchase it and you can hold it for shipping and keep adding things to your shipping order. Oh, so anyway, until you get like over a hundred, right, for the free shipping. Yeah. yeah well, for, except when I order Games Workshop stuff, I'm immediately over 100, 100 right? <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, at uh, miniaturemarket.com, that's one way to go ahead if you're scared that it's going to sell out out of your cart early because there are uh, logistic things in it. So you can quickly purchase it, put it on hold, and go back and continue your shopping later. So he said, that's how you handle the clearances here at the miniaturemarket.com. Thank you.